footy and frothies, Dagioli and uh, Barnabas with you to talk all things rugby league. Another quite peaceful week of non-eventful footy. Serene. Serenity. How's the serenity? Something. I don't know. It's pretty good in a cubicle. Anyway, Ellie, how are you? What the hell was that? I'm, <laughs> I know, I just, my I'm, brain just melted down the back of my head just then and I started. <laughs> good. Should we start this again? No, nah, nah, keep going. Keep it going. Go it's it's raw. It's live. Um, I've been good, stomach issues aside, but other than that, been all right. And um, I'm the fan of a winning team for the first time in a long time. As Daggy's pushing through to... Got it, baby! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. All right, Bar. You used to follow a winning team too. Well done. Yeah, yeah, they're going all right. Uh, mistakes were made today, mate. I left the, left the car keys and the house keys at work in one of the trucks and had to get mum to come and bail me out and let me inside. So. <laughs> mum. <laughs> mum, can you come and save me? Uh, but no, other than that, living the dream, you know. It's got Freddy Krueger in it, but it's a dream. Yeah. So. <laughs> Where is it? Um. Yeah, I'm living one of those sleep paralysis dreams where you think you're dying every <laughs> 10 minutes. And Luke Brooks is just sitting in the corner. <laughs> on the edge of my bed, but I can't roll over and get rid of I'll him. I'll never leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to wake up. Anyway, uh, let's knock over some news first. Everyone got fired at the industry. That's exciting. Uh, injuries, Talakai's out this week. Rudolph's out four weeks with whatever happened to him. MCL. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, on the other side there... Sabra's out for the season with an ACL, and Jake's gone as well, it looks like. Yeah, broken hand, apparently. Mm. Uh, Seve's out to round 25 for Melbourne, and Dean Eremiah is out for the season. Signing news. Um, your man Hunt has signed on for an extra year, and uh, Talatai Amon, on the back of uh, what the Gump called his breakout game, has re-signed for another two years. So, good on him, I guess. Um, the, the big <laughs> news of the week is... Well, what the fuck's going on in Newcastle, hey? And where do we want to start? Oh. For those who have been living under a rock, just quickly, uh, Kurt Mann, Caelan Bonga were pulled out of a cubicle on the same night Newcastle were playing by a staff band and brewing kicked out of the pub. Um, and also Inari Tuala and Bradman Best were both dropped for disciplinary reasons, apparently missed the bus. But anyway, where's, like, where, should we spend time on Newcastle? I had I was all revved up and now I'm just tired. But um, <laughs> what what do we like? What the fuck is going on in Newcastle, Barn? There's generally only a couple of things that go on in cubicle stores. Dylan Brown was showcased with one of them last year, and um, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, if mate, that was happening there, seriously, well. if the bloke was in there throwing up, you'd think he'd be coming out covered in spew, and he'd probably be getting carried out by somebody, wouldn't he? So well, that's why yeah. Kurt Mann was there to clean him up. Oh, he's holding his hair or the back yeah, of his head or sure. something, but. Yeah, I mate. <laughs> Let's be honest. Obviously, it's a, it's a three really of us, poor look. Or at least two of us, and you now, Oliver, we've corrupted you, spend more time in pubs than most. Yes. Uh, what does the average 25-year-old man do in a toilet cubicle? Uh, with his mates? obvious with his mates. <laughs> yeah. At any time from about 5 o'clock on from a Friday night. Yes. Any comments? Uh, white, white powder uh, substances generally. Sword fight? Allegedly. What I know, the sword fight. No, that's, sword on, fights? That's, <laughs> that's on the trough under the, the fat gut sign. No, they wanted a, a close uh, venue. Yeah, right. Maybe. That was Dylan Brown. Anyway, oh, um, <laughs> so yeah, just to, to set the scene, Barn, you're halfway, you're mid-thought. You're mid-stream, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say, mate? It's a terrible look for the club, uh, especially the, 
the captain of your club uh, when when the team's actually playing that night. <laughs> that probably makes it even worse. Realistically, you'd think he'd be somewhere watching the game or even in Queensland well, at the ground <laughs> watching his team play. But, um, on the radio on the way here, they were so, there was there's a report that's come out that cleared them of being there during the game. Apparently, it was like they got there at like ten forty at night or something. Yeah, apparently. But in uh, in the same report was that uh, well, Andre Ponga. Fine, man. Should we get out of the way, Ella? He's one of my slaps for this week. Oh, mate. Yeah. The fucking peanut. Allegedly. Um, came out and said, no, he was very sick and being tended to. The the, the bar staff have since said, no, he was there for 20 minutes. He was fine. So he wasn't in the slightest intoxicated, in their opinion. It, it's a weird thing because in that same report, it cleared him of being there. It's cleared him of being there during the game. But it's like, yeah, they were there for... 20 minutes. So what were they doing? Well, yeah, anyway. They're still Sorry. in Newcastle, you know. Like They played in Queensland, I'm pretty sure, didn't they? <laughs> so you'd think they'd be up there with their teammates. or Well, like even, they don't have yeah, to travel with their team. But, yeah. Well, you'd have a look at Jackson Hastings, though, you know. Like during the well, he year, paid he his own paid way. his well, own way to go. Well, he, should, he, shouldn't have, he shouldn't have had to. I actually really, wanted to make right? a point of this that particular point in that... Um, Jackson Hastings is better. You can argue what you want there. Um, but I don't but think from the he point was of, even captain at the time. No, was he it, was a player know? and the club said now we're leaving Sydney and he paid his own way to go and watch the team play. Um, and I'm sure lots of other players would do similar. The club For the club captain to be out and about. like At the end of the day, you know, he's a young kid. He's, his season's over, obviously. He's he's decided to let his hair down. Um, fuck. What do you say? He's done it. It's I guess they've got to find out. Be interesting to see what the results of the test testing was that was done yesterday comes back. Do we us, know? Um, do we know if it was hair testing or just? Yeah, well, they've introduced it. Fall, I'm pretty sure okay. they've introduced it. Fall down. Part of the player agreement. I thought it had to be something that's approved. You can't randomly. Anyway, I'm not a lawyer either. We'll probably never hear about it that either, to be honest. But I, I'm not. Wouldn't be yeah, surprised if they take the captaincy off Ponga and um, they move on from there. And then a couple of them missed the bu- <laughs> missed their time to get, <laughs> oh, get to the bus. And I messaged you guys about it. Sacked, so. I know exactly what Adam O'Brien would have said to him when they were late for the bus. He would have been standing there with his watch out. I was an assistant coach for four grand finals <laughs> for you two blokes to miss the team bus. But this is the thing, right? So O'Brien's clearly. Wrestling with his uh, dressing room well, because he keeps having way. to flop, yeah. pull out this crap every time he gets a chance. Uh, and then, and then, what was the quote the other week? You, you blokes. That's oh, I, 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 I know you. I've you heard you. Yeah. yeah. Well, he said I've I've been hearing what so, you blokes have been saying. Here's a message. So obviously, they all the, like the whole thing. The whole club is taking a player group yeah. are taking a piss out of him. He's lost the dressing room, as they say. How is this? How is this? They've brought Peter Parr in who. Um, has a you know a very respectable yeah. past. He's obviously trying to get his head around whatever he has to get his head around. Like me how, walked into a shit how and and I think probably a bigger one than he realised. <laughs> like how is either side of this party tenable? Either they've run fourteenth. In what world are they going to be better next year? They probably won't win a game for the rest of the year and may go close to winning the wooden spoon by the end of it. So there's a chance, but yeah, not one we're all holding <laughs> on to. Um, they're, they're paying Ponga, whatever, 1.2 now or whatever he's going to be on, a million bucks a year. Um, we, we commented quite significantly about Magic Round, was where we could only compare apples to apples when we were there for the one game live. We saw Newcastle uh, and the perceived lack of intent. Yeah. And, and that just makes the Clemmer thing look even worse. Like, you sack a bloke for, for arguing with a trainer for yeah. not wanting to come off and wanting to be out there in the field and... You know, put it him may, for his it, team. He seems like like the 
the best bike ever now. <laughs> like, Absolutely. But this is the, like, where do they actually turn? Who in in that squad and who in that club is going to fix this? They they they're going they're going to be worse next year. Every player that's gone is going to be worse. I think Frizzell and Gay guy, Frizzell half wants out. Gay guy has looked miserable for, um, except for the the game, except for playing the Tigers. Ironically, we and he go, thought he might be able yeah. to beat some geeks up. He hasn't been interested since Looks Origin. Looks like they're trying to push Clemmer out the door. So Clemmer's you've now gone. got a whole group of young kids that are underperforming as it is. Um, best went from supposedly the, the next big thing in the game to the bloke who wouldn't make 10 other first grade teams. Um, and or if the you bus. Look, and even if you look, and apparently the bus, well, yes, he, he's missed his bus. Like they just, I, I don't know. We, I guess we're not going to have an answer here, but like they're in absolute shambles. Um and you look at someone like Stafford Toe who's left the club and he's now twice a player. I've had an opinion of him. Um, not to say he's a superstar, but he's a dangerous player. Do you reckon in the someone like Mitchell Pierce might have been able to put him in the right direction at this time? <laughs> maybe he's not. Well, yeah, but maybe he's not the guy. But I don't actually know who would be, short of getting a Mate, He would a have been Finucan better than a, any leader that they've got there at the moment, I can tell you that. But there's another one they pushed out the door. There's so. a lot. There are, I, November 1, I think there's a whole bunch of shit about the hit the fan. And I reckon there'll be swaps and change and pleads and release yeah. requests. Yeah. I would. It wouldn't surprise you if I don't know if Brooks is the answer. And I, in that context, he's probably not. But I could see them trying to swap Clemmer for him or Frizzell for him or just for something. Yeah. To, and I'm sure the Tigers would take Frizzell, I think. But um, that's been mooted. Even if the coach goes, I can see another four or five going with him. And if the coach doesn't go, I dare say there'll be eight to ten players that'll all go. So. But so what do they do? Do they back the coach or do they... I think in this situation, you can't like... That, Surely the coach that, is untenable Well, here. that that quote that's come from him, Looks right? So you look at that situation where you hear that your playing group has turned on you and they're saying stuff and they're against you. The worst thing you can do is then have a go at them for it. Especially and just piss, and just piss them off And piss them off more. Like we've seen situations like it in the past, that the coach will come out and go, "Like I, I'm, we're going to try and make this right, try and actually yeah. win them back." What's the point of having a little spat at them oh, and look saying, at "Oh, you don't what, like me, look fuck at you"? Ricky, then. look at Ricky. Twelve months ago, yeah, he was gone, and now Tarpanay's the best player in the yeah. game. And it's not a public thing. Know. If you want to rip into the boys in the shed, you do it in the sheds, and then you sit down a couple of days later and go, "Right, I lost my shit. Sorry, guys. We're going to work. You know, this is what we're going to try and put together yeah. to try and move forward." No, but <laughs> none of that shit seems to be happening at the yeah. moment. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Dag. It just looks like the coach has to go. In my it, opinion, it seems but. like he's done the old Jordan Belfort from Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> Who's the answer though? Do we have an answer? Shane Flanagan or no one? Like maybe Flanagan for like three clubs. That's well, if you want someone that's going to pull the pull them into line and give them a fucking direction, Flanagan's probably not yeah. a bad shout. I think he's the only shout. Realistically, um, the other shout, unfortunately, is no mm. longer with us. So. Yeah. And then you and you know, we, we, yeah, how often can we trot out fucking Walker Brothers and shit? And they're not. <laughs> maybe they are. You know, you, did, never know, but you know, just give them a club already. So they could they, they need to screw go, it up or prob- do like, all right, like just do it already. Someone, but you know, maybe someone leaving. This is sound they're wacky. They're too far gone now. They're, they're gone now. But the Walker Brothers even someone like um, oh, who's who was about the coach of the Tigers for the one game? Ben Ben Lawrence or something. Got it wrong anyway. Mick Potter. No, no, doesn't well, have a job with the dogs be, anymore. Yeah, might be, might be something. He seems to be able to someone. free up the player group and give him. You something. You know what? He's you know? he's stocks have risen greatly, haven't they? 
I don't not know sure if um, Tuvi's still interested in coaching, but he seemed to be someone that was really good with the with his play with his playing group as well. The but thing is, well, you, ha- you need to have someone come. You need to have uh, someone come, in, like a Fanukan or someone coming with you. And you oh, absolutely, yeah. They need two or three leaders coming anyone, into that team. Yeah. There's not quite anyone else on the market, and um, and it's been trotted out a few times this week. Bennett, when he was looking for his fullback, said, "Well, you can stay here and collect a million bucks and be a big fish in a little pond, or you come up and test yourself." And the first yourself. thing he did was. Yeah. Go and resign and not test himself. But, so but, fa- uh, but fair enough if he's going to make his money. But um, any coach that goes to Newcastle, I reckon, in, in a sense, the pressure's right off him because as long as they don't yell at the playing group every second sentence, they're probably going to like him a lot more. So, well, how many? Of, but they've <laughs> actually been through what five or six in the last ten years. Oh, they. St- Stone, Nathan Brown was Stone, there for Stone about three Brown. or four years. Um, yeah. You almost need. You almost need a. Maybe Badiris needs to be the guy. Maybe it needs to be a, it needs to be a Newcastle guy that's going to get Newcastle that understands Newcastle. Badiris with a McDougal or someone. Well, I don't Andrew know. Johns is already the oh, half coach, if we, if I, and he's, he's done it, a great job, no, hasn't have, he? Did I mention this on air? Remember how we were bagging um, Mal about the Gold Coast? Yeah. Remember pre-season, Andrew Johns was going to fix Newcastle. Yeah, and, and teach Brooks. Oh, how we to haven't do heard a thing, and, have we? clean <laughs> do that, and he's going to yeah. turn Brooks into. Where is he? Is commentating a, for Channel like 9. A, Clifford went there with a smell of the match three games in a row and then got and then hasn't so you cut, kicked it. the ball in. in a, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, can't land the ball on the field. Clune is Clune. And then, so what's Joey been doing? Going a henny penny. But, you know, but that's a Newcastle how is thing, that isn't not, it? How it has is. that not been mentioned? Wasn't he the big Well, he was going to fix it, yeah. Yeah, and when, when he went... To there from Parra, it was a huge loss for bad, yeah. Parra, which Parra's Parra, but... It's bad Piata. You've probably got some friggin' NDA out. Don't mention me if we're shit. Last three games, they just need to throw all their kids in there, pick the youngest squad he can find, see how he how he gels with the young, the young fellas and bring them through and see what they can do, but... Any they're gone. Really, yeah. No upside, they, you know... Bold predictions a few weeks away now, and that's... Well, uh, I, I'm, not, it is. I'm not sold they'll be... Last next year because um, the Warriors exist, but we'll see. You know the Warriors have in their favour; they're getting ten games at Mount Smart next well, year. Well, and also they pro- they don't already hate their coach, there's that, so that there's too. no big locker room issue. Yeah, so they're two up. Maybe they should play at Mount Smart. Uh, anyway, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, the games over the past never, week. No, you never have any good topics. Yeah, let's talk footy. <laughs> Uh, what do you want us to bring well, up? Do we have some mailbag shit? There's a whole heap of fucking. Do, do you want me to? Uh, do you want me to ask the questions now? Nah, move on. Who cares? I was thinking, bring up the questions during the uh, relevant times. Yeah, they're all Let's review a couple of games. Yeah, Storm sixteen. So, anyone? What, the, what was the? What was your Mala disaster class this week? That was Penrith. Penrith thirteen plus into. Oh, no, Penrith thirteen, Penrith 13 plus. plus. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, no winning on. bets this week. <laughs> so, um, Penrith losing 13 plus. What uh-huh. did I have? Cobo, didn't I have Cobo, Mam, and Yeah, Coates? Branko Lee. No. Can't, did he play? Don't think so. <laughs> oh, good. Then I get roofed. I get. <laughs> if Branko didn't play, doesn't I'm count. sweet. Oh, we'll find out when we get there. I'll debut that later. <laughs> and if anyone had uh, Penrith and Parramatta kept a nil this week, uh, well done. 16 nil. Penrith had 55 plus tackles in the Melbourne. 20, uh, but the stats that Barney will relay will allow me to bag them further soon. We had a lot more running metres too, but mm. we had Penrith 0, Storm 16, 0 tries to 3, 
No conversions for Penrith. Two out of three for the Storm. 76% completion played 82% for Melbourne. 35 out of 46 sets played 34 out of 41. 360 plus running metres and 190 plus post contact metres for Penrith. One line break to six. 40 tackle busts played 49 for the Storm. 16 offloads to nine. Three force dropouts for Penrith, one for the Storm. No 40-20s. 381 tackles played 444 for the Storm. One ruck infringement to two. One penalty conceded. The Storm conceded to six. 12 errors to nine. Appy made 50 tackles. Grant made 68. Taruva made 196 running metres. Munster made 196 running metres. Appy missed 10 tackles but did make 50. Kikau missed six and made 30. Kenny Bromwich missed seven and made 43. And Nelson missed five and made 30. Brandon Smith with 89 supercoach points. Appy with 85. And Munster with 76. Can we just call a spade? Like, yes, we're, you're going to blow smoke up Melbourne's ass in defence and stuff, which is fine. Can we call a spade a spade here and just say how awful the Penrith halves are? What team... Newcastle would have 55 sets in 55 tackles in the Melbourne 20 and score a point. Um, the Tigers and Titans would do similar, and they they were woeful. I thought they were pretty average here. Uh, all this hype about Stephen Crichton and potentially losing him, they can live without Stephen Crichton. Yeah. Let him go. Save yourself 600 and let him go to Canterbury. It's someone else's problem. I'll tell you now, if Appy Coruscant was in his field, Melbourne get beat by... Melbourne win by 30, I should say. No. Um, he was absolutely outstanding from Penrith. Uh, Tarava's got a future. Absolutely uh, does. And there were some other, you know, the, the usual suspects were the usual suspects. But I thought they were playing at best despite having complete domination in this game. And Melbourne... We're still nowhere near the were top. there no. and they their best players happened to score points. Uh, and it's lucky they had Cameron Munster on the field. They were out run, they were out-tackled and everything else and still provided, yeah, they found 16 points, but they don't want to back to win the comp, you know, so like I, I now I'm at the point where I can, I know, and this is the thing, we've got this weird six-week period where every Penrith fan is going to tell you oh, this all doesn't count, but how can this possibly be good for Premiership defence preparation, not having your team on the field for six weeks, I know you get you get Fish back next week, but and they missed him, absolutely, they missed him, but Martin and Edwards this week Martin played last week. Oh, Edwards this week? Sorry. Yeah, Edwards back this week. But, but, um, oh, he, yeah, and they did miss him yeah. massively. And um, in all fairness, I I changed my tip as soon as I knew he was out. But, yeah, they, you know, at the end of the day, what do you say? Like every team, it just shows goes to show that depth is only so deep at some point. But Barney, you want to unleash. Yeah, well, um, oh, Penrith had so much time in possession and field position and they should have they really should have won this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, even with the second string set of halves in there, they, they had so much time, especially in that second half. They were camped on Melbourne's line for what seemed like 30 minutes out of that, 40 minutes in the second half. And um, they just had no punch. There was no killer blow. There was no finesse with the, the, the finishing of um, their set moves. They looked very lost and um, rudderless at different times. Realistically, they had less punch than my three-year-old. But yeah. um, like you see, like, kicker, you... You would have expected kick out a crash over for one, or you know, provide an offload or something down that down that left hand side. But that that looked um, very disappointing at times. I know you're going to hear from all the Penrith supporters. We had this guy out and this guy out. You look at the outs. The Storm had quite a few as well, so it wasn't really that uh, that one sided in players missing in in the game. Well, um, the position wise, I think Penrith missing three fourths of their spine. Yeah. 
Yes, yes, but this team also has rolled other teams during the year and haven't, you know, they, they've had these players, they won last week against Canberra, they won during the Origin when they were without Luai and Cleary. Um, you still had Munster playing at fullback when he's generally a half. You had no halfback, you had no Pappenhausen, you had you know, a couple of the outside backs. And, you missed uh, most so, of the forward pack too. Cheese yeah. played lock for... Uh, and but they apart from Appy, who was outstanding, he was close to the best player on the field. Nobody looked like trouble in the Melbourne defensive line whatsoever. Um, Sullivan's uh, kicking was poor. Like I had, I watched this and I thought, if they're banking on him to get the Dolphins somewhere, probably will thirteenth. Yeah, optimistic. <laughs> well, actually, there's seventeen teams in the club, yeah. so fourteenth. Penrith back five still did their job with their running meters. They, you know, they they did what they do, running out of the back end of their field. And um, Yo and Leota were the only two forwards that went over 100 meters for Penrith, which tells you a bit, considering they generally all get in and around the 100 meter mark. Um, Storm, on the other hand, had Munster and Grant who were constantly threatening the line. Um, they were causing all sorts of problems and making uh, Penrith make bad decisions in the middle of the field. One thing that I've noticed the last couple of weeks that the teams are starting to play Penrith a certain way. Um, you saw it with the Sharks. You've seen it again with Storm the here. It's been set. The first 20 or 30 minutes is to kick early and use very, very rapid ball movement to get to the outside edges and sort of discount that rushing middle defence which Penrith have been you know, building their game on for the majority of this year. So um, for me, it looks like a, a concerted effort to turn the forwards around, make a move laterally side to side, and do a lot of work early in the game. And then they start. Then the the teams will start roll, rolling back through the middle and starting to try and tire out that middle of, of the pen of forwards. Um, obviously, they'll counteract that and they'll work on different things to do that. But it looks this like is, there's definitely saying, a plan. How do you counteract to, something when your players aren't there for? A, Six yeah, weeks. No, absolutely. Um, they're going to be starting new just before the finals or when final times come. So it's going to be interesting how that first couple of weeks go for Penrith. Um, Olam Smith and Na uh, Nelson and Kamakamika were be bending the defensive line as well yep. through the middle of the field. They were constantly uh, getting Penrith on the back, back foot through the middle. And the back five all did a pretty decent job, ball in hand for the Storm, which was uh, interesting. They still had a couple of defensive lapses, but... It was really, I noticed the, the scramble defence for Melbourne yep. really covered a lot in this game. Uh, when there was opportunities for Penrith, there was two and three Melbourne jerseys there to make sure that, the, that the, nothing happened. And, um, I had to rub my eyes seeing Nofaluma try so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy what a, oh. a good system can do for you. <laughs> the Bromwich brothers and King all did a job in the middle of the field, but um, I thought... Sullivan was okay. It was a mixed bag. Obviously, kicked a couple out on the full, but I thought he was probably one of the better players for Penrith. And Sorensen was good off the bench. Um, he, mm. he always puts in. And Matt Eisenhuth was probably Eisenhuth was probably the best player for Penrith apart from Appy. You think? Yeah. Well, I think pretty much backing up what you guys said, I think Penrith actually had plenty of opportunities that they just didn't really take advantage of. A bit like a. A 13-year-old boy who's just been told the pretty girl in class has a crush on him, but he's too scared to go and ask her out. Just take advantage of the opportunity. Um, Story I know well. <laughs> is that right? Is that Oliver? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But I think Melbourne as well. What um, I think overall for Melbourne, well, Harry Grant, I thought personally, especially in defence, like you bring up Happy's defensive effort. I forget how many tackles Grant made, but I think, oh, well, 
Yeah, like he, <laughs> I've got I've got here that he could tackle a cement truck if he had to. But um, I'd say Melbourne's forwards as well overall as a unit were probably the. And you brought up how they were able to bend Penrith and attack, but I thought defensively they were really good as well and actually neutralising these opportunities that those Penrith backs had because, as we said, I don't think they were all that bad. I thought they, Penrith 1-5, to five, probably overall still had that X factor and still had that speed about them. And it was just um, Melbourne were able to shut them down and neutralise and I think a lot of that came from the forwards. And I think over, like overall that's what won them the game. It was Nelson's best game in as long as I can remember. Yeah. I thought Nelson was fantastic. Yeah, was up 65 minutes. He doesn't, you know. Yeah. You, you, these days you think of Nelson as, as 38 minutes and maybe a crash over and belt some blokes, and he was... Well, he they was put him working. on an edge, and they put him up against Kikau, and I think that sort of sparked Working him a little up, bit, yeah. to be honest. Um, you know, he knew he was <laughs> up for it, and he wanted to make sure he dominated Kikau. Um, yeah, the Storm were... I thought the storm were quite impressive, actually, considering that you know how much ball that they didn't have. And um well, I'm sort of coming back a bit around to. I know you said you're not like tipping them like as a massive contender or anything. And look, I don't see them in the same vein as I did six weeks ago. But I, just the way the comp is at the moment, I think they it, could I, sneak it. They I, could. I think any team that has those four blokes it. on the field, well, yeah. three blokes on the field. They three and a half it. and a half with cheese and whoever else, and, um, and it can win a can win a game, and, as, and, the, and you win yeah. a, you know, a game of grand finals a game, so you yeah. can win a game. As you brought up last week as well, though, it seems like after all the twists and turns and shit throughout the season, we're getting back we're to where get we were, we're get. at the start of the season. Pretty much everyone as well: Panthers, Roosters, Storm, right? And you could maybe chuck Souths into South, there now yeah. as well, but. Those are probably the three teams. And again, I'm not saying Melbourne's like a real strong contender or anything, but we're sort of getting back to the thing. Melbourne where we have were. the template to beat Penrith. They did it two years ago. They yeah. did it here. But they have the template where you, to beat Penrith, you got to make Penrith chase. Penrith just like going through the gears, going first for ten minutes, second for ten minutes, and by the end of it, you can't. You don't have the fifth gear to get them. If you come out in fifth and blow them away early, they can't rev properly. Yeah. Um, imagine me using Modio. Fucking analogy. <laughs> We're all knowledge up in the show these days. Anyway, they can't, they struggle to go through their revs yeah. and then they panic. And I think that's that's why I've I've said for weeks and weeks now. I thought Brisbane were a show, but they're all year away. But I think Roosters and teams that can put on sixteen points in sixteen minutes are the teams that can beat Penrith. Well, I think what I've noticed as well. I was going to bring this up in the uh, the Cowboys Roosters game, but I think because as we said, the, the Broncos and Cowboys Case sort of re- reach their, reach their, their peak, is. right? It's like, there it is. But I think it sort of dawned on me why. It's because they've been playing at this certain level the whole year and the teams that have the potential to get to that next level just haven't been for a lot of the year. But now your Roosters and your Souths are clicking and they're getting to that level sort of consistently yeah. that a, a, a Brisbane and North Queensland just can't yeah. yet. It's, it just have not been able to yet. It's your your Robinson. Yeah. They've done it time it, and time yeah, before. Coming, they just yeah, taper for peak. the back end of the season yeah. and they, they peak it just, generally it, round two of the final series. Let's like, wrap up <laughs> so we can get that game because I'm keen to talk for the same reasons. Uh, but it's 100% right. You, I just watched that. We watched that East game together. Yeah. And we just and it was, yeah. it was there it is there it is that's yeah. that's a grand final team we're watching. These probably up. should have won by twice as much yeah. as they did to be honest. Yeah. It looked like they were going to for a long time. But uh, anyway, um, three points Munster, two points Harry, and then either one cheese. I had Appy for two. Appy I one. thought Appy was fantastic. okay. I was going to say Appy one, um, but that's fine. And then I, I think had so Grant too. All the cheese for one, but. I thought I'm fine yeah, with that, fine it, with that. in a losing team, they, Penrith had no spark without him, and they probably would have got he, beaten by fifty set, if like, he wasn't there. It's he, like yeah. he's by the year next year, has to be. 
going to be close. Well, he's, he's got the to Tigers play have well to first. win the wooden spoon. I know. <laughs> and he might go there and... That Tigers jersey might just suck all <laughs> yeah, the talent out of Yeah, and that can happen. But honestly, he he if he plays like this next year, he's dragging Tigers up three places without even trying. Like, remember when he left Manly and we just all just went, what the fuck? What are yeah. you letting him go for? I know they had the kid there who's now <laughs> ended up in jail, but fucking, like, yeah, wow. That's don't understand how they let him go, and he's just proven how good he is. And he, he he's very early rubber stamped. He's going. There's none of this. Yeah, no puppy bullshit. Hiring. So yeah. hey, happy that I can get too excited for. Once. He'll be running that show next year. He will be. He yeah. would surprise me if he's not. To be honest. Anyway, forty-two eighteen. The Warriors headed home and tailed up the Bulldogs, who managed to collapse about fifty minutes into this game. <laughs> Uh, stats barn and have at it. Yeah, seven tries to three, seven out of seven conversions played three out of three for the dogs. Eighty-three percent completion played eighty-two percent. Thirty-six out of forty-three sets played twenty-nine out of thirty-five. Two hundred plus running meters and two hundred twenty-five plus post contact meters for the Warriors. Six line breaks to one. Thirty-one tackle bust to eighteen. Seven offloads to four. Two force dropouts to one. 260 tackles for the Warriors, 377 for the Bulldogs. One ruck infringement from both teams, One, uh, two inside the 10 for both teams. Five penalties conceded to six, 10 errors to nine. Torhu Harris made 33 tackles, Jackson made 43. Torhu Harris made 234 <laughs> running metres and Vaughan made 160 for the Bulldogs. Vailia missed four tackles, made 10. Jackson missed six and made 43. Burton missed five and made 20. Walsh with 102 supercoach points. Fanua Blake with 94. And then four other Warriors before you got down to Raymond Fatala Mariner on 59. Warriors started really well in this game, um, pushing through the, the middle and then sort of condensed the dog's defense a bit there. Um, then they started to scoot around the outside. The the intercept obviously helped them to a, a half-time lead there with nice intercept from Dallin. Um the uh, the dogs came out in the second half and looked really crisp, actually, for the probably 15 minutes or so. Um, they looked like they might finish over the top of the Warriors. I thought we were looking at the Warriors falling away again. Well, it seems like they normal do. service had resumed. Yeah, absolutely it did. But um, they straightened back up, went back through the middle again with the Bulldogs um, and attacking the edges of the ruck. There was a bit of sloppy defence there as well from the Bulldogs. And they, as you mentioned, they really tired towards the last sort of 20 minutes of the back end of the game. Warriors ran really strongly. Um, probably Sean Johnson's best game for quite a while. Uh, there was some some really nice touches and some footwork there from Sean Johnson. Um, one of Burton's quieter performances for quite a while. Um, I know he gets a lot of raps for what he does, but he can miss a tackle, um, yeah. and he missed a couple of important ones in this in this game. Uh, and he was targeted, as was Jeremy Marshall King. I thought they went out of their way to make sure they worked him over in the game and. It obviously took away a fair bit from his attack. Um, the dogs bench added very little in this game. Uh, King and Vaughan were were decent in the front row, and I thought Avarillo had really had a crack. Um, he's you know he's come from being a bit part player to one of the integral parts of this dogs team recently, and um, I, th I thought he was good. Fatala Mariner was easily their best player. Yeah. Um, the back five for the Warriors was decent, which you don't hear very often. All five mm. of them had a pretty good game. Well, um, I'm starting to really notice now your man Cossie yeah. since you brought him up. Yeah, no, he's he's been real strong recently. I remember, I think it was probably about six weeks ago. I think he had a game to forget. He was, <laughs> I think we mentioned it was like one of the worst performances anyone's ever seen. But since he's come back from that, he's been really strong. Um, I mentioned Johnson. I thought Walsh was really important with his ball playing. 
when he did chime in in the back of the on on the back of the back line there. Uh, to, uh, Tohu Harris is getting back to some of his best form that he's been in for a long time. How does time. he make the – I saw some early predictions where he's not in the Kiwi team. He oh, he is now. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't a while Surely ago. Surely he gets picked in a 30, man. Alisi Katoa, again, another strong performance. Uh, he'll be missed for the Warriors next year when he's off. Um, and Curran, I thought Curran was a man. Mm. Back to his – you know, that man possessed that he plays. And he run just everywhere, yeah. buzzing around the field. I thought it was fantastic as well as Fanua Blake. Yeah. Um, He's been outstanding since he's come back from his injury. Well, I'm going to put a bit of a downer on this because I thought a large part of this game was kind of crap, to be <laughs> honest. Like, honestly, like, it even with the, the high-scoring game, right, and it was entertaining, but at times it was like watching an under-sixes game, to be honest. Some of the gaffes the skill from, levels, from both, yeah. both sides, like, you sort of come to expect it from the Warriors now, but the Bulldogs definitely looked like a level or two below what they usually are. And I don't know what it was. Like, with about 25 minutes to go, it's as if Trent Barrett just possessed all the Bulldogs players <laughs> for the half. He's back, that's boys. All, He's back. That's all, that's all I can think of. And I watched it thinking this is like a Trent Barrett coach team because they've always been, like, poor defensively, but there was just nothing coming out of them from, a, attack, from yeah. attack. Like, after Josh Adekar scored that intercept try, it's almost as if it drained everything out of all of them and Trent Barrett possessed them. And then that was it. Like... For me, though, I think um, Tohu Harris and Adam Fanua Blake were the two standouts, at least for me, in that four-pack surge that you brought up. Um, the rest of them who were great as well. Um, and for the Bulldogs, yeah, Raymond Fatala Mariner, I thought he was probably the... I'm not saying all the Bulldogs plays were horrible, but he was the one easy standout, I thought, at least yeah. at least having a go and trying to hit back at that Warriors four-pack that did play really well. Uh, just because I have an all year, do you want to give Tohu three? Adam two and one to Fatala Mariner, or do you give it to uh, Kosi or a, a Dallin or someone? I had Walsh. Yeah, I good. thought Still Walsh was fantastic. Um, and we we didn't mention at the start that his official Seraldo Cameron Seraldo will be coaching the Bulldogs next year. So hey, that's whoop de do. Anything else you want to talk? About? <laughs> I, I just don't like it being a five year deal. That's all. For a rookie coach. Can is any coach five years? Oh, there'd be clauses. No, but I, I mean, especially like a rookie coach. I don't know. Why would you just not go to? He probably, you know, Tiger's offered him the same, so he probably insisted on it. If, yeah, that'd be, that'd be it. Would it, be, it. He would have said, to get me over the line, you need to give me four or five years. And yeah, just it gone, can't possibly yeah. be a coincidence that Tiger's offered him five years as well. What? What's Fitzgibbon get offered? There would, have, there would have been clauses in his contract, I would imagine, that if they're not at least somewhere near the eight in two to three years. They and can they, get rid of him pretty easily. I would say so. You'd hope so, at least. Like. Um, yeah, because what did Fitzgibbon get offered? Two or three? Three years. Three. Yeah. So, like I said, Toraldo, he knows, he, he gets to write his own check. He wrote his own check and they cut, they offered to pay it. Fitzy will probably get upgraded next year. So they're, 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 already, they're already talking about <laughs> it. He'll get five years <laughs> on top of his current deal. What was the quote today? He's going to be here for 20 years. So, hey, good on him. Well, if he keeps hey, doing what years, he's doing, did, did, I'll take it. Well, if Wade Graham's still on 800, as was suggested by... Um, what, in five years? Fucking hope not. No, no, but I mean, if, <laughs> my, my point is, if, if, if Wade Graham is on 800 right now, they're going to have some cash to splash in the next couple of years. The highest paid players fucking for feeder at the moment, I'm pretty sure, in that Sharks lineup. So, so they've got money to spend in they're gonna 2025. Have, at least a million. You I would hope imagine. he's taking. Uh, I imagine Nico's getting up on lots He'll of take that. Off I was going to say, yeah. I, I hope Fafita takes Nico out to lunch at least weekly. <laughs> like at least just shouts him lunch. Like heard about. Anyway, heard about the Fafitas at Chinese restaurants when we we'll on. Um, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> the Rabbitohs twenty six eels zero. 
Yeah. <laughs> you saw this coming. Me. That's right. Um, what happened, Deandra? <laughs> and both, did any of us tip Para? No, I don't think we did. I'm pretty no. sure I tipped them 13 plus, South. Oh. I think I was I'm not sure what I did. 1 to 12. But anyway, um, South five tries and three out of five conversions. 75% completion for Parramatta, 80% for Souths. 28 out of 37 sets, played 36 out of 45. 440 plus running metres and 110 plus post-contact metres for Souths. Two line breaks to eight. 15 tackle busts for Parramatta, 32 for Souths. 20 offloads, played 13. Two force dropouts from both teams. 399 tackles, played 340. Two ruck infringements against Parramatta and one inside the 10 against both sides. Five penalties conceded to four, 13 errors to 11. Marnie made 63 tackles, Cook with 45, Lane with 178 running metres and Latrell with 211. RCG missed four tackles, made 31. Paulo missed four and made 16. Trell made 115 supercoach points, Cook with 93, Murray with 89 and then you had Sean Lane on 85. This was glorious violence through the middle of the field <laughs> where <Wasn't it? laughs> Latrell would just fucking bust someone open to the middle and then Cam Murray would have the next sit up and bust someone open and then by that time Damien Cook does what he's wanted to, to tackle after but wasn't someone else it was bust the free street. yeah I was getting there oh, he's stomping he's it been so this, great lately this is a this is a better team than made the grand final last year I am going to go on record as saying it I'd I and that's carrying it the I'd five eight. if they had Reynolds just without oh, the halfback it gets me if they had Reynolds it'd be without that but yeah. I'm, this is a, it's a different team though. They're, they're, it's taken this. It is together. a different team. This is a different team. This is a team that's got a forward pack now. Last year was always a question mark over them. Uh, well, they they pretty much had the same players in the forward pack. Yeah, last well, they've year. all grown up a bit, and you know. Well, there was that purple patch towards the end of last year yeah, where I think this, we'll praise them. They're now playing. Well. Keon uh, and Totola are much more consistent. Totola's Totola's been close to their best. And this time of the year, everyone likes to throw out you know most improves and this and that. Totola's tremendous now. Uh, and Keon knows his job so well, which is a setup right, as I've said it for um, for months now, and and they set up he off that, that but, line every time. Um, he gets them exactly where they need to be, uh, and like you can talk about Tommy Turbo all you want last year. Like, what is Latrell doing to this team? He's brought him back. He's he's beating three, four blokes out of his own end, and then he's and then two tackles in. Cooks put him back through a hole in the middle, and they're just busting. They're just. Like and they're not missing tackles like they were last year in the middle no, of the field. No, no, that's true. Is, they're, they're, yeah. They've all. I think there's a the harder edge to it. Maybe it's just getting to the. You got the old adage. You got to lose one to win one. Maybe they're ready to go. And like I said, they've got distilled Latrell now, which is a scary beast. <laughs> distilled Latrell. And, and, like and he only has to. He only has to train half the time, which is even better for him. So, well, isn't that what Brisbane used to do? About <laughs> they used to do that with Alfie Langer. Brisbane did, didn't they? Oh, Renoff or one of them. He used to send him. But all, all I think the, it was Renoff. Um, Bennett used to give used to Alfie like home. half a training just to do like lap work. Like, yeah. Whatever but anyway, whatever they they anyway he went home early and everyone was blown up and then yeah. uh, whatever they call What do they call him now? Trell Mitch or something? Some Trell Mitch. Fucking Mitt. dumb name. Trell Mitt. Well, Senior Trellington. Do you, um, you want to know what I do? You want to know what I call <laughs> him now? I just call him the Trell. I call him my tribal chief because I acknowledge. That's I fine. acknowledge him. Well, Senior Trellington, as I like. <laughs> Senior <laughs> Trellington, that's got a stick. Um, is outstanding. I, I love. He's been my favourite player for nearly two years, except for when he does dickhead stuffs, so and then I. I he's the best off, player on the field. Easily, he just uh, he's one of my favourite players to watch, and. He was tremendous here, like just outstanding. And he's lifted this team beyond measure. And 
if they get that middle following him like this, they can beat Penrith. There you go. That's what I'm going to say. But I don't even talk about Penrith. What a fucking bunch of geeks. You speak about missing tackles in the middle of the field. You can't imagine why RCG wasn't picked again for New South Wales. Perra's defensive line, dead set, got pulled apart like a ravenous bachelor when he gets home with that barbecue chicken from Woolworths and just... Pulled apart with bare hands and feasted upon <laughs> through the middle of the field. And it's half dry, but who cares? <laughs> they just, oh mate, I, I, I don't think I've seen a worse defensive performance in the middle of the field out of Parramatta, to be honest. Um, and it didn't show the way it should have. South, I think, probably should have won by close to 40 to 50 points. Mm-hmm. They were just pulling Parramatta apart in the middle of the field. And then as soon as there was a half break, Cook had come in and make another half break and then... Yeah, <laughs> and they just didn't finish it off the way that they probably should have, to be honest. I've got real concerns. If they, they'd said if Mah- Marnie Lane and Papali weren't out there, they, those three blokes themselves made 150 plus tackles. Yeah, out of 330 Guess or whatever. Who's not going to be there next year? <laughs> Two of them. <laughs> 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 like, you know, if they weren't there, it could have been fucking anything. Like, Doesn't Guffo love a winger blow up? Fuck yeah, <laughs> blowing up his players. Speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of blow-ups, what about during Alex Johnson's try? I had to have a chuckle when Waka was standing 10 metres in off his wing and then put his arms up and was looking, <laughs> looking at literally everyone. I was like, what are you doing, boys? Like, fuck. Well, there was very few strong performers for Parramatta. Gutho and Brown tried, but they had really little impact in this game. Um, RCG was okay. Madison and Papali'i were good, obviously, and um, Lane and Mahoney were yeah. Parramatta's best players by a long way. 100%. Uh, majority of South's team were good, realistically, except for their, their outside backs were a little quiet, but they just they didn't need them, to be honest. Hey, you know who they get back this week? Who's that? Campbell Graham. Yes, bro, back from a broken face. He's only an Origin player. <laughs> Close enough, too, yeah. And, um, yeah, their middles just powered through their work in the middle, constantly bending and breaking the defensive line of Parramatta, as I mentioned. And then the play- the playmakers got involved in Trell, Cook, Walker, and they had as much time and space as anyone could ask for, to be honest. Um, I thought Isaiah Tass and AJ were good. Again, um, Totola was tremendous. Yep. We already mentioned him. Kulamatangi and Arrow were very good. Uh, Havili, we didn't mention. I thought thought he was good again off the bench, and he's he's proved to be a really good impact and utility tremendous. for this team. He's the, well, we talked about it, didn't he? he his size, yeah, he didn't have last weeks year. Ago. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, Cook and Walker were Cook and Walker were absolutely just playing a training run there for parts of this game. They were just going through their play, play after play, and just doing what they you know. And they weren't even doing it at pace, which I think was probably led to them not scoring as many points as they could have and mm. should have. Trell and Murray were the best two players on the field. Yes, they were. Three to Trell, two to Murray. Uh, one to Cook, or you want to go somewhere else? I had Cook or Lane, but did Ollie have any points to expand on? Well, pretty much. Okay, this no, was. Sorry, you're your notes. Sorry, <laughs> this sorry. was. No, this, Apologize to the, say this five times in a row. All the members of the Reichstag out there. Oh, God, I thought we were Jesus. putting that to bed last week. Um, Daggy speaks for himself. We're not, yeah. but we should say we're excluding ourselves. Yeah, with but anyway, name. this was peak piss poor para. Like it was <laughs> like just the quintessential bad game. I would say they were worse than Penrith against Para a couple of weeks ago because at least they tried. Like at least in the second half they tried. There was a bit of fight back. Para just seemed to be there. Does That's prior how, how planning you prevent piss poor Parramatta? 
Hmm. Yes, I imagine. <laughs> just us Dane. Just us. Prior planning. Just us Dane and a good yeah. coach would have prior planned to prevent this for para. But, yeah. but the thing I've noticed as well, it's the para fans, it seems that only a couple of them are just negative all the time and we're mates with them. Because I swear I hear, <laughs> after their couple of wins, I was getting questions and people messaging saying, oh, para, they're a smoky for the premiership. And as soon as that loss happened, do you think Para might miss the eight? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's chalk and cheese whether they win or lose. There's no in-between. There's no shades of grey or anything. Three months ago and said perhaps BA is getting more out of this squad than what they actually have. Yep. You also and sat here and said that comeback would be a really big – anyway. Sorry. Well, I did, and I was yeah. wrong about one of them, but I was right about one. I think – like this showed what the blowtorch actually has under the belly here. What have they What have they got? Well, they've peaked with Brad Arthur. Let's be honest. Like they're not going to do any better, but they can't. Well, and regener- maybe regeneration is good if BA is going to be the five. Maybe regeneration is good, but they seem to me like in, I don't know. I don't well, anyway, know. Souths ran rough shot over these plebs. Is the word I've used here in my notes, and also unless your name's Reed Marnie, Sean Lane, Isaiah Papali'i, or Ryan Madison, hang your head in shame. Today's episode of Sesame Street well, is yeah, brought to you by the letter P. <laughs> Thanks, Ollie. Is it- Daryl Hinch, wasn't it? Is it shame? Daryl Hinch. Isn't it Darren Hinch? Darren Hinch. Darren Hinch. Daryl Hinch. Oh, they fucking know. His brother. He hosts the show with Reg Warren he, these days. He's the evil twin. <laughs> um, yeah, all right, whatever. Troll Tr- Murray and yeah, Cook or Lane? Cook. Cook. Don't get out of here. Don't even give a paramount of play. No, Totola, possibly. Uh, I think Totola's in with a mention. Cook or Totola? I'll let you two argue about that. Mm, you, you choose. <laughs> I think I think that three... Uh, Go with Cook. Move on. Okay. Don't overthink this. Speaking of different gravy, uh, the Chooks are now the the old-fashioned 2004 Diane sauce from the Pioneer. What? And the Cowboys, well, they're just Before some, your time, some sloppy Before your shop time. from the Colos. So, anyway, what is uh, 32-12 was the score for those that might be wondering. Uh, what happened here? It's 32-18, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> six tries to three. Four out of six conversions played three out of three for the Cowboys. 78% completion played 72. 33 out of 42 sets played 27 out of 37. 145 post-contact metres for the Roosters. Eight line breaks to three. 42 tackle bust to 27. Nine offloads to eight. Three force dropouts to one. 338 tackles played 380. One ruck infringement against both teams. Four penalties conceded for both teams. And 12 errors conceded from both teams. Butcher made 43 tackles. Robson with 57. Jared Warira Hargraves made 180 metres. And Tuolangi made 147 for the Cowboys. Walker missed four tackles, made 16. Nanai missed seven and made 33. Hiku missed four, made 11. Verrills with 131 supercoach points. Robson with 91. And Lodge with 89. We've missed it all along. Paul Morovsky is the Mick Clagg of the National Rugby League. Right. And he's gone, uh, and that's a reference only be gotten by four people and none of them listen to the show. But anyway, what's he going for? Four, this is now, it should now be his fourth premiership in four years if he were to win. I think third. Melbourne, Penrith. Melbourne East, no, East Melbourne, Penrith. Wait, Melbourne. Oh, he Melbourne, was. Melbourne East, was. Penrith. No, no, East Melbourne. Penrith. 19 Roost, yeah. And then he's back here because they're going to win the comp again, which is cool. But you can tell us why, Barney. You can you can justify my outlandish statements. <laughs> I thought it was complete um, dominance from the Roosters, to be honest, um, especially in that first half. Um, I thought they should have gone to the halftime break with a few more points than what they did. Um 
they made the Cowboys' defence look soft as butter at different times, and it's, it's probably the worst defensive performance I think I've seen out of the Cowboys. Obviously, it was it had a lot to do with um, how hard the Roosters were running the ball through the middle. Lodge and Warrior Hargraves were fantastic there, but... Um, Got to give the Cowboys credit. They kept on fighting um, and sort of kept it closer than it probably should have been um, until the last 20 minutes of the game. Um, they definitely got tired at the back end of the game, which you haven't said very often this time for the year. It might be time for a couple, uh, Peyton to give a couple of them a freshen up heading into finals, to be honest. But mm. um, depends on how much they want that home final, I guess, whether they're going to keep trying to plug away and get a home final or if they, they rest a couple of guys. But they look tired at the back end of this game. Um, they they weren't disgraced, but the Cowboys definitely had the upper hand in the forwards for the majority of the game, and probably most positions in the field, if you want to be honest. Um, Hiku and Nanai probably had games to forget. They um probably yeah because I fucking bought Hiku in poorer, uh, uh, Nanai, sorry. <laughs> poorer performances than they've put in for the majority of the year. Um, Hess, Dearden, and Drinkwater I thought were pretty good. Um, were decent anyway. Luciano looks real good up there. Um, He's been going really good since he's joined that Cowboy team, and Cotter was very strong again. Their forward pack must be tiny because I say it every week. Luciano is a beast. <laughs> he looks huge against the most Their of them, doesn't he? Their forward pack must be tiny. And Robson, I thought, was really good again. Um, he's just he's improved out of sight this year. He'd be one of the ones that you mentioned before with, for the most improved award for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, the back five were really good for the Roosters. Suwali, man. The, you could hear the contact through the screen. Like it's sitting at he's home. He's Australian winger. I don't and care how I'm declaring it. Running into, he's running into forwards and you could hear the whack and he's knocking them backwards. It's just, yeah, he is. And I see he declares for someone He else. is an impressive Good. player. Um, I thought the halves were okay. Uh, they, they, they weren't by no means dominant, but their forward pack were, were very dominant. And they were really good. Um I mentioned Lodge and Warrior Hargraves. I thought they were easily the best. Radley, again, had a very good game. Um, some nice ball playing. But Verrill's, we've mentioned him, what, three or four weeks in a row, and he I thought he was easily their best player. Well, we've got a smiling Titans fan in the corner, who I'll get to in a minute. But um, you mentioned Radley, and I've been critical of him at times since he's come back, but this was his best game, I thought. I thought he was, he was real crisp. He was good. Uh, when they rolled down the field against this Cowboys, they did it at will. They could have – another day they win this by 50, like you said. Um, they were doing it at will and off the back of that. Um, the halves didn't have to be dominant, but um, we were higher graves was playing first receiver for half the game <laughs> and then doing an okay job of it too. He was tremendous. Guzzi um, is building nicely into finals form. Uh, and we two of the most underrated players, when we do an underrated team, which is something we've never talked about ever doing and – Maybe we'll do. I don't know. I just thought Surprise. the butchers and bakers might make it. Well, we'll make that team. I think you know they'll go slot in there with Joffa, and we'll have to fill the rest. Um, yeah, good team. They'll win the comp. Hey, Ollie. Also, you can comment on Verrills if you so want. You got Souths and Roosters winning oh. the comp. One of those are winning the comp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. R- Roosters a better chance, but anyway, Penrith will probably still win. You've the comp. done the anyway. protect. You can tell us who the final. But, will be. <laughs> <laughs> but well, well, we'll get to it in the previous show. But uh, someone, there's a new leader in the footy and frothy's tipping comp. There is, but uh, who? Who? I'll get. We'll get to it. Don't worry. Tune into is the previous show. Um, the, the moment where, and I brought it up before, how the Cowboys and Broncos have sort of reached that level, and it's because teams like the Roosters just do have that other level when they get to it. What it, it kind of dawned on me because in this game against the Roosters, I don't think the Cowboys were horrible. I don't think the, the Cowboys drop in form 
they've not actually really gotten worse. It's just these you know, other actually, teams uh, are getting a lot better. No, the defense has gotten a little bit. But, but they, they've not. I it's not a traditional. Say, I, agree, I didn't drop I, off. I, I hadn't joined the four weeks dots. It's, but they took a long time to dispose of. The Tigers should have beaten them. Took a long time to dispose of Cowboys. Were the Dragons in there recently? I think Sharks got them. Sharks the Cowboys, got them, yeah. and East got them. I think maybe they are just very tired. And they, they've been up. Like consider, you look at them from last year, they were at the bottom of the table. They've been flogged in the off season. Yeah. The amount of effort they've put they, in, they game after game after game, and they've won probably five or six games just on the back of effort during the year. Yeah, and there's, it's, a, there's and this definitely is, got to be a couple of blokes in there that need a bit this of a This is Peyton's red hot crack. He'll learn from this. He'll be better next year. Uh, he'll 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 get the taper right next year or the year after. So I'm not if I'm a I'm still happy, but I think there's still I think a chance. But I think, I think a tank, couple tank, of them same, need same a rest, as Brisbane, and maybe and. Brisbane are very much in the same it, boat. And I think, I think yeah. it's, you're, one, you're an under-pressure coach, so your first job as Peyton or Walters is to win, keep your job. Win as many yeah. games as so you can. So now they're yeah. set, next year they go, okay, this is how we get here. How do I then keep the gas With in the that tank level to above, here? We can, yeah. And, and then you've got the respect to, hey, fuel. if we drop three yeah. games for Origin, well, it's fine. We'll be right. You know, I'll cut you off during you. Yeah. And this whole thing I'm sort of getting into, I'll get into more when I rant about Canberra again. Yes, a second rant, but... <laughs> People get real. This team's not missing the fucking finals. They're possibly winning the comp. Like, the Roosters are not missing the finals. Mm. Like, I don't care that they've got Souths and Melbourne a couple. They could beat both of them. They, they could. Will. Like, get real, people. They just want them to miss the finals. But anyway, te- I thought Teddy and Manu were still themselves, but it was actually refreshing to see them not be the, the, the main focal points here. You brought up Joseph Sawali. I thought, uh, at least for me, the two best players on the field were Victor Radley and Matt Lodge. For the Roosters, just pounding through the middle. Oh, God. But, yeah, pounding through the middle and, as you said, going through um, North Queensland's defence at will. The Beavers' uh, firm opinion is that they're a better team without Tupanua and Takiaho. He's wrong about Takiaho, but the Tupanua argument as yet is not wrong. I think Butcher, uh, Egan Butcher and... Um, well, he doesn't miss as many tackles as Tupanua. Yeah. And Tupanua does have handling errors in him mm. as well, so... I think Tupanua is going life maybe next year's the um, 15 coming on and trying to run a muck for 20 minutes. But anyway. Anything else you want to talk about here? Did they win the comp? I don't. I'm, I'm, I, I can't not tip Penrith until they're out, to be honest. That's where I'm at. I know that they've got the injuries and that, but it wasn't too dissimilar to last year and they dropped that first game in the finals and then came back. I could see something very similar happening. Yes, I and still want to see there. Penrith with their full squad round one of the finals before I really judge And, and again, I still think hard. they could drop that game. That? And you, if they get pants in that game, you sh- you know, they might be roosters. If they get pants, as long as they're competitive in the first week of the finals, we still won't. But it, yeah, it'll be probably Sharks, Cowboys or Melbourne, depending on what's uh, what. But The RE now is they're in a position where they'll probably beat the Cowboys or Sharks. We'll see. I don't think they're versus the Sharks again this year, do they? No, I'm oh, saying you're talking about first really. week of the finals. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That Cowboys game in the last round, though, could be interesting. I I reckon everyone rests everyone. I reckon yeah. Peyton plays his rest card and just goes, we'll be right. But anyway. Yeah. I had Ferrell, Verrills with three. Ooh. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Double. Someone's in love. Uh, try assist. And, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I His am. defense is fantastic. Then I had Robson, actually. I had this okay. game of hookers. I had Robson from the Cowboys as two points. And then I had either Lodge like or Sawali for one. But. Well, you're wrong. I had um, – I didn't have Robson there. I had, I'm happy with Sawali and I'm happy – but then I would be happy with either um, 
actually thought Radley was fantastic. Well, I thought Rod Lodge and Radley Oz are the two best I on ground Radley for me. So I think Radley at least, at least one of them's got to Radley get a shout too, in Radley too, and I'll allow you to have. Um, nah, fuck Robson. Oh, the other one for one. Lodge or Suwali? Suwali, actually. Suwali deserves it. We don't yeah. give it. He hasn't got enough points this year, actually. Not that that's how it should be judged. But he will be Australian <laughs> winger, as he said. So He will be. How, how aren't him and Fox going to be the Australian wingers? In what world aren't they now? If he declares for Samoa? Well, in that world. But in my world. <laughs> I'd love to see speaking you. Of, <laughs> speaking of my world, well, we'll get to my world right now. Be because my world. God, fuck, it's a terrible world. If someone would leave a light on, at least give me a fucking flashlight. <laughs> 36-12. Sharks um, put to bed... What was left? What the fucking, how do you even talk about this game? Barney, tell us some stats. <laughs> <laughs> two tries for the Tigers, six for the Sharks. Two out of two conversions played, five out of six. One out of one penalty attempts for Cronulla. 63% completion for the Tigers, 84% for the Sharks. 23 out of 36 sets played, 36 out of 43. 500 plus running metres and 135 plus post-contact metres for the Sharks. Three line breaks to 10. 38 tackle busts to 40. 10 offloads from both teams. Zero force dropouts, zero 40 20s. 353 tackles for the Tigers, 294 for the Sharks. Two ruck infringements to two, three inside the 10 against the Tigers. Six penalties conceded to two, 13 errors to eight, a sin bin for the Sharks. Offhand Gowie with 39 tackles, Braley with 39 tackles. Dane Laurie made 173 running metres, Hines with 223. Laurie missed seven tackles, made 13. Trindle missed six and made 12. Braley with 94 Supercoach points, Hines with 90, then six other Sharks players before you got down to Garner on 73. Tigers win the spoon this year. They deserve it because this is what they've served up for 20 rounds of the year. They're fucking embarrassing. They've got the worst kick chase in the comp. They've got no intensity at all in line speed or defence. Like, their line speed yeah, is non-existent. Yeah. They just stood there and went, oh, what do you want to do to us? Okay. <laughs> now, let's turn this way. Can you, you do it to me that belly, way. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, fuck, which, which, you know, where do you want to go? Because that's exactly what they did until about half hour in the game. Went, oh, all right, well, actually, if we try here. Uh, and it's like, it, it was embarrassing to watch. Like, there's blokes in this field that shouldn't be playing first grade. Um the one bloke I'll rap will be, you know, Joel Frangari because I haven't wrapped him enough this year. The rest of them, and Dane Laurie's actually in pretty good form. And Brown and, had uh, a crack. The Brown is a genuine 14 right. next year. Like, he should be in the squad. Beyond that, I wouldn't even talk about the rest of them. Um, their intent, like, they had no desire to be there. I don't even know why. Like, why resign any of them? Because fuck them all. Um, for the Sharks, they were good. They got to do what they want, and they did what they want. Um, they were solid, and you're going to talk much better about them than me because I was angry at the time. <laughs> but um, but then I thought the second half a bit disappointing in playing. I thought there wasn't necessarily a spark there, but the job was done. And, uh, I think get, they just dropped the back of gear, mate. You're getting through, through without getting hurt and yeah, whatever. Absolutely. I understand that as well. So you tell us more. Well, for large parts of the game, it looked like a training run, to be honest. Um, there wasn't really, you know, it looked like a, a contested training session where there wasn't yep. anyone flying out of the line trying to put pressure on halves. There wasn't anyone, any sort of whack in defence from the Tigers. It was just sort of all catch and, catch and get up and play the ball and go on for the next one. So... Um, there's a handful of decent performances from the Tigers, but only a handful. Um, there was a lot of quiet performances. Uh, and for the Sharks, there wasn't many blokes that were quiet. Um, there was probably two or three, but not many. Uh, the Sharks definitely targeted the halves and the centres all night from the Tigers. Um, it was just a consistent thing, the edge of the ruck all night long. Uh, Nakora was, was damaging out there when he um, was just running that line. 
all the damage was done in the first half and, and then they seemed to sort of kick back a gear for the last 25, 30 minutes and just go through the motions for a lot of the game. Uh, the defence and, the, and their effort was still decent, but it just wasn't as intense as it was in that first half. They just You could see that they, were, they weren't going as hard as they were. I thought um, Pole was good again for the Tigers mm. off the bench. Um, he looks like a real Fair good young fella well. coming through. Um, the rest, not so much. Brown and Roberts were good. Roberts actually had one of the better games I've seen him play for a while. He looked very dangerous ball in hand at different times, which was good. Um, Often Gowie and Garner were very good. Dewey was everywhere, tried tried his ass off with mixed results again, but you know he was easily their best player. I thought. Yeah, you know Dewey apart is. Apart from Offer and Gowie. Dewey, Dewey is Matt Burton. Out if Dewey'd been at Penrith for two years, he's a good player that can do good things, but he needs a partner in crime to shine him up. Or yeah, he just he's not quite there yet. He, and also he's in a shit team, which doesn't help. But like <laughs> if he'd played, if he'd literally had the same. If he had had done exactly what Matt Burton's done for the last eighteen months, he would be in Matt Burton's position right now. But I, and there's not much difference. You've got the same fucking boot on the ball, the big belly boot thingy they do, and all the rest of it. But um, Burton Burton's faster. Um, but Burton's in the right. You know, Burton was in the right spot at the right time. Good on him. The um the back five were good for the Sharks. Dykes was probably offside for his first try of his career. But, Oof, um, how did they not even just, check that? We just, <laughs> we just won't even mate. look at that. That's fine. Oh. <laughs> Ikevalu was decent as well. I thought Ramian was uh, was really strong. What was the other and one I blocked? So was Lockie Miller. Oh, what about in this game? There's clearly no replay that shows New Brown not grounding the ball. Mm. So let's pin it up and tell everyone there's no. Why waste five minutes of everyone's life when there's clearly no replay that shows whether there was grounding or not? Was this game? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Fuck, man. Sorry. <laughs> I thought we'll Ramian and everybody. Miller were really strong. Mulatano was okay. He's been a little bit quiet recently. Um, I'd like to see him get back to his try-scoring best. The injury for Rudolph's a bit of a worry there, but um, Ueli sort of came in and filled that role pretty well. So did Hunt, I thought, who was really strong in there. Um, I thought McGuinness was fantastic off the bench. Uh, he is uh, the epitome of the bench player, impact player off the bench, I think. Mm-hmm. He's just his leg speed and his willingness to just work his ass off for every minute he's on there is fantastic. And he's brought a lot to this side. Um, Nico's running game was brilliant. Um, that he sort of picked them apart when he decided to run 200-odd metres from a halfback you don't see all that often, and I thought he was fantastic with his running game. But I thought Braley was probably the man of the match. I thought he was fantastic out of dummy half, set up a couple of tries, tackled his ass off as he does every week, and he, he was threatening every time he touched the ball. So. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. Like, when you have so much space through there, like, do what you want. But, yeah, I agree. Um Kale Iroh just knows he's 18th man. Any any relation to Tony? Yeah, he's a uh, um, nephew, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Right. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, who else are you giving points to here? Uh, yeah. Nico, Ollie. too. He's cut, yeah. I oh, guess yeah. I will just go just fuck myself. Sorry, sorry. I'm not, sorry. I've got my notes <laughs> and everything. <laughs> I actually <laughs> give a fuck having, now. I'm not used <laughs> to having <laughs> notes. You, <laughs> you just like tell a story about how the wind blew south or something. So Yeah, um, well. No, give us notes. <laughs> 24 degrees, I think it was. Oh, I don't want it. No. Um, <laughs> That's why well, he's at the doctor. You know, with, with this, <laughs> this one's probably the, the hardest one for me to describe, really, because I thought it was kind of like, on paper, you put third up against 16th, and it's probably not too far off of what you get. Like, the, the Tigers were woeful, like, for the most part, and honestly, a team that was much, much better than them just took them to the cleanest. I think I brought up last week how I've been... I've been looking for the Sharks to kind of put the sword to 
to one of the shittier teams in the comp while they didn't absolutely just trounce them. I mm. thought they were a, a, a lot more towards that than they were in the Dragons game. Um, I'll bring up Nico as well, like we do every week. Just on Nico, though, I, I did go back and had a look at the the Dallium clo- before they went behind closed door, the final tally. I now would say Nico's probably the safest bet just looking at where they were then and, and where they've gone win. from then on. Yeah. Him or actually James Tedesco. Oh, well, he's a dollar oh, one f- in the Daggams because well, fuck yeah. Barney just gives him <laughs> six points everywhere. Well, I forgot that um I forgot that how high Teddy was like before, even when he wasn't playing the best and now that he sort of hit this, I think he might actually and Hunt. Yeah, probably well, he would have had a run for about. four or five weeks where he would have yeah. got three points. And uh, you know, I'd love Ben Hunt to win it, but it's just comparatively to those two. And And Murray, Murray's injury wouldn't help and you know, well, Ed, Edwards would probably hurt Yo a bit, and I don't no, think Edwards, Edwards, I don't think yeah, Edwards sure. would be right up there like some people are well, suggesting. But no, I think because for, for, for ten rounds, Yo was getting three yeah. points every week. So. Yeah, but then, it, since then, he's realistically been lucky to get one. I, I think they'll both weeks, they'll so. both end up top ten. But yeah. I, I think right now, honestly, if and I've clearly shown that I'm not a I'm not a betting man. But if I was, I'd probably put money on Nico you can't Hines anymore. But it's, it's, yeah, if if not. Tedesco, but it's the old inside job with mm. Bellamy, coach now. or whatever yeah. it was. Remember a couple no, of years you can, ago, you can't bet on Bellamy anymore. What you can? I'm almost maybe not now. Can't. Much. Wait, wait show, hold on. What's this whole Bellamy? You can thing? absolutely, you can yeah. absolutely preseason. Well, there was a bloke who was. Um, no, no, I'm pretty sure they cancelled like two years ago when Bellamy won Coach of the Year. When I'm not saying Bellamy can now, but you, you absolutely can preseason. They um. There was a the bloke who tallied yeah. it, told all his mates to put money on it. And they all had like fifty grand on it. Fucking <laughs> yeah. it won because he was paying yeah. six bucks or something. He wasn't the favourite. No, you're yeah. no Dellium right now. That's right. You can't no. bet on Dellium at all. Okay. Also, it, it doesn't like cut it off after round twelve when it goes behind closed doors. Just can't doors bet on it. No. Just can't no, well, bet on go. it anymore because there was a big inside bullshit thing a couple of years ago. Well, fair yeah. enough. NRL suppose, futures, yeah. twenty twenty three Dolphins futures. I think we were doing the, the podcast 50s. at the time actually. No, I remember. I remember there was a thing about it. But um, yeah, fair enough. But because someone know, else just read hot, it might be like yeah. he won it over Cleary when they, yeah. Well, I think anyway. But you know what? Speaking of that year and people winning certain awards, I'm predicting Nico Jack White will probably fucking win it. Like when I took Cleary a couple of years ago. <laughs> Jack White will be lucky to get three Jack, points. Jack, <laughs> Jack, Jack White just seems when, when it seems obvious that it's going to be someone else. It's just Jack White, apparently. <laughs> but um, yes, Nico was very good in this game as well, and might have got himself another three points for the the old Dalian. He probably vote. made those judges. Uh, I think Fanukam was great as well. Um, I think for Cronulla, but I thought he was a little quiet in this one, to be honest. I, 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 he was still really good. I think for he him, he plays job. at such a. What are you laughing at? <laughs> oh, sorry, you just made me laugh. With your notes, like you got your notes ready to go, and yeah, you start your notes shit. Oh, well, <laughs> fuck <laughs> you, <laughs> fuck you, Barney. Just because you just because you write yours out and I type mine. Yeah, hearts and minds, Ollie. Hearts but anyway, for the Tigers, I thought um, Joffa was really good. I thought mm. Garner was all right. He'll Probably do all right at Penrith. Most players seem to. And and and, and Pole as well. We've we've given him a couple yeah, raps, absolutely. and I think he's he was, big, he's, he was he's still good. Big. Another one is bigger than I thought. He was. He's got a bit of size to him. Um, Garner's a super coach by next year for sure. And certain. Anyway. Mm. All right. Who's your two and one now, Barn? Yeah, well, I had Brayley for three. I had Nico for two, and then I had either Dewey or McGinnis for the one. Nolly. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'll go McGinnis. Well, let's see. Well, let's McGinnis because he's good. You guys are right. Good pie, yeah. Twenty-eight ten. Brisbane dominated the Knights at home. 
Barney, some stats for the peoples. Okay. Oh, you ready? Oops, I've just... <laughs> uh, we've got Broncos 28, Knights 10, five tries to two, four out of five conversions, played one out of two, a missed two-point field goal attempt from the Broncos, 69% completion, played 82, 80% uh, completion, 27 out of 39 sets, played 36 out of 45. Five line breaks to three, 38 tackle busts to 25, seven offloads to five. Two force dropouts to three. No 40-20s. 380 tackles made by the Broncos. 319 by the Knights. It seems all around the wrong way, but I'm not sure what's going on here. Three ruck infringements <laughs> against the Broncos. Two inside the 10s to zero. Six penalties conceded to four. What did you just say? Wait, 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 wait. What did you just say? Br Brisbane, yeah. Brisbane made... 16 errors. 380 tech. No, you're right. Yeah, no. All the you're stats right. say that the night should have been a lot closer Disregard than what they were. But no, who am I to doubt your <laughs> yeah, six statistical penalties four, 16 errors by the Broncos, 10 by Newcastle. Hass made 43 tackles. Braley with 43 tackles also. Oates with 223 running metres. Daniel Siafidi with 176. Capewell missed six tackles, made 34. Milford missed five and made 14. Gay Guy and Clune both missed five tackles and made 21. Cobo with 119 supercoach points. Reynolds with 100. Two other Broncos players before you got down to Daniel Siafidi on 76. Speaking of prowess, let's listen to the prowess of Oliver's notes. Well, I'm a bit disappointed in the old Broncos because a few weeks ago they looked odds on to make the top four, be that exciting team to, to reach the top four teams in the comp. And I thought for a little period there, I, I would have even had them above the Cowboys at the time. Like the way they were playing and the way they looked, they looked like a, a hot team going into the finals. And now they're having, a, they realistically weren't going to lose this game, but now they're having competitive games with the fucking Knights. Like, I don't think it was competitive. Uh, but, but, you know, like, <laughs> the it, score flattered Newcastle. Uh, yeah, it did. But, like, the, the fact, well, the fact that Brisbane weren't able, a few weeks ago, they would have kicked on with that and absolutely flogged them, right? Like, you'd think at least yeah, not true. win 20, what, four points to 10 or whatever it was. I just, uh, other than the last 10 minutes, obviously, they, they put a few points on him. Someone got his couple extra tries for his hat trick. But I just think, and that's where they're different to the Cowboys, I would say. They've not really gone fully down a step. Other teams have improved. I think it's sort of both happened to Brisbane. I do think they have actually come down. Um, at least one well, level. Well, how's that coincide? Let's actually just think this. How's yeah. that coincide with Carrigan not being there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, he's, so the middle's is. a bit softer and uh, the same and as the Cowboys. I think they're running punch. a bit out of gas. Yeah. They've, they've been up for so long. There's only so much. And you know, there's not... Well, we spoke about Newcastle for the first 20 minutes of the show, but obviously in this game, there's nothing really to say about Newcastle that we haven't said already. They still absolutely suck. Like, they're still <laughs> piss poor. Um, I think you've got to give... Selwyn obviously raps for for his hat trick. I thought Haas was probably for me at least close to the best on ground. After I, I still think he's been up there, but uh, probably his best performance in in at least a couple of weeks. I think uh, Frizzell looked all right for Newcastle. Like he's not he, he's not the Tyson Frizzell that first went there, but thought it was all right. And I thought surprise surprise uh, Braley was good as well. Yeah. Oh, Frizzell's, you know, he puts in every week. Yeah. doesn't matter whether they're getting flogged or not. So it's just the type of bloke he is. Broncos were just too fast and too strong and, you know, consistently too committed to for Newcastle. Um, they they were nowhere near their best, but they put in for the majority of the game and their outside backs were just way too big and too strong for Newcastle to handle, uh, especially Cobo, obviously, out in that right-hand edge for the Broncos. 
he had a field day. Um, I can see many more in his future. He's an absolute superstar on the rise, that young fella. And um, I think probably the quicker they get him back to fullback is probably not a bad idea. Uh, but we'll see what they do there. Um, the Broncos' errors kept Newcastle in this game. I think that's the only reason Newcastle probably even got any points, to be honest. Um, they were well and truly outclassed. In this one, uh, Jacob Saifidi, Braley and Jones were pretty good, I thought. Um, without being outstanding, Di Daniel Saifidi and Frizzell were easily the best two players for Newcastle. Um, the forwards for the Broncos, were, the majority of them were pretty good. Um, their bench had little to no impact, which is um, unusual for the Broncos. They normally get a bit, a bit out of their bench. But um, Ricky, Capewell and Flagler were really strong in the middle of the field. Reynolds was... Reynolds, he didn't have an outstanding game, but he got through his work and was good. And Haas was fantastic. Um, the two wingers had fantastic games. Uh, Corey Oates' form turnaround from probably, what, about six rounds in this year when he was sort of in and out of the team. He's been tremendous ever what since about, with his was, running moves. A year ago, he was 33 years old, wanted to be a back row. Now he's 27 <laughs> and he's... Well, remember, he, 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 he came out in pre-season and he, he said, uh, essentially, if he can't find his form again this year, he's going to retire because yeah. he said he's... But he, it, he's feels given, like and he's you know, like, it feels like he's 35. He's 27. Well, he yeah. came out about a month he, ago and just yeah. said, you know, look, I, it was all too easy for me to begin with and now I've, you know, I've realised that I'm not making the Queensland team. I I just have to yeah. put in the work, and which yeah. I haven't done for years, yeah. and it's it's uh, born fruit. Uh, he's yeah. been fantastic for the last six mm. to eight weeks, and um, he and he end up like getting back in the Queensland team, and I thought it was pretty good. And hey, like I, I forget the winger situation, but I don't know. Maybe he'll be number thirty for Australia. Who knows? But and he still comes in and takes yeah. that second yeah. row run every now and then. It's cool. he scored a couple of tries doing it this year as well. But um, yeah, no, I thought yeah. he was fantastic in this one. You got anything? Nah, fuck it. Yeah, I had yes. Cobo with three points, just obviously the way he's finishing and um, what he did to score the, the hat trick. I had Haas with two points and then Reynolds with the one. That sounds pretty much like what I had, so mm -hmm. let's move on. Uh, Raiders 24, uh, <laughs> Dragons 22. Can anyone say square up? <laughs> Stats fun. Right angles everywhere. <laughs> oh, now. Right. Four tries from both sides. Four out of four conversions for the Raiders and three out of four for the Dragons. 85% completion played 80%. 36 out of 42 sets played 34 out of 42 sets. Four line breaks to five. 39 tackle busts to 31. Seven offloads to 10. Four dropout from both teams. A 40-20 and a 20-40 from the Dragons. 342 tackles played 319. Two ruck infringements to five. Two inside the 10s for both teams. Five penalties conceded to six. Six errors for the Raiders, eight for the Dragons. Gula made 34 tackles. McCulloch made 43. Hopawadi with 164 running metres and Guy with 169. Gula missed five, made 34. Rapana missed four and made 12. Hunt missed five and made seven, and Burns missed five and made nine. Supercoach points, Amone with 141, Bird with 98, and Young Hudson Young with 67. Okay, no, um, I think I was guilty of it. I spruiked him as a, an eight chance this year. We don't need to worry. Obviously, don't need to worry about that, but... um, No, are you talking about Canberra? Apparently, no, we do. Yeah. Okay, apparently, we do. Uh, <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Fuck. We talk, yeah, I'll probably the, end up the, closer than the Dragons. They well, well, yeah, but aren't these, this, <laughs> yeah, of this course. Was just, this but. was just, this was if you'd just gone on to practice mode on the PlayStation. They're both mid. 
Damn it. Yeah. Oh, there was a couple of entertaining patches in the game. Yeah, but it was entertaining. Yeah. Team playing each other. They are the same team. Pretty much. Yeah. And one team didn't have the best prop in the game. And uh, my point where I was getting to you in a long way um, <laughs> was that Joseph Tarpanay is the best prop in the game. And you take him out of here and he's, they're just a bunch of fellas. And um, that was it. Um, Papa Lee still stood up. Papa Lee I, th- I thought he was probably close to the best. Close. Yeah. No, Adam Elliott was good as well. He, he yeah. actually, well, he's gone to Newcastle, so hey. <laughs> Amone uh, was the best player on the field, <laughs> but a fucking mile. Well, he was. <laughs> this, uh, and we got the message from the Gump saying this is Amone's breakout game, and he's right. You can talk about that, Barn, because yeah. it's fun. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Um, one team Adam Elliott's was... Newcastle now is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, it was probably tougher than it was skillful, but there was some some real classy runs, some some nice footwork, and obviously the forty twenty and the twenty forty were turning points for the Dragons. Yeah, I thought they were probably the better attacking team, to be honest, um, and probably deserved to win this game. Um, there's a nice charge down try as well from Sutton, I think it was from, well, from Canberra. Realistically, it was a charge down try, which and, changed the and the ball should the have been hitting a dead ball that um yeah, yeah, the difference. Yeah. As I said, I thought the the Dragons were probably the better attacking team, but overall the Raiders were probably the um, the more consistent team, uh, just more consistent effort than what you got out of the entire Dragons team in, as an as a uh, entity. There were no real standout performances for the Dragons. I thought Ramsey was probably the most threatening of a pretty quiet back five. Uh, the rest of them didn't do a great deal, but um, you know, Maguire, Jack DeBellin were strong in the middle. Hunt was very good again. Um, he wasn't at the top of his game, but he was he was good. Uh, and Jack Bird and Amone were outstanding, I thought. They were um, probably the two best players on the field, realistically. But um, <laughs> they didn't all get, they didn't give Bird any points. But uh, Sutton was very good for the Dragons. I thought Hawira Naira was decent from the bench. Hopawade looks like he's a decent player. Um, there's something in him. Uh, whether he cements a, a, a wing spot somewhere... Um, at Canberra there I'm not sure but um, he definitely looks like a player I thought Savage was good as well (laughs) 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 I thought Tomoko had one of his better games Um, Christmas present I think he had a bit (laughs) the the Ponga wings yeah Ponga signed wings Mm. I thought Tomoko had one of his better games I think he had somewhere around eight tackle busts and was really strong with the ball in hand and Hudson Young also Papa Lee and Fogarty were probably the biggest influences in this game uh, for the Canberra side. So, well, you know, you guys have pretty much covered it. So I'm going to substitute my analysis Canberra for Canberra rant part two because I pretty much complained about it all week in the chats with you guys and that because I've had that many people and I put up a post yesterday on rugby league in my opinion about how I think that the current eight is the eight and the amount of people who still think this fucking teams a chance like i'm sorry and not only that canberra a chance that they think they're going to make the eight in place of the roosters the fucking roosters i mean i'm sorry this just goes to show for me there are so many people who just and we've said it before just do not watch games because you can't have watched this game and think that canberra can make the top so are you calling for oliver the return of the peanut of the week. It's got to come soon so because, but but there'd be about 20 of them this week. And you know what? Yeah, and actually, I'll tell you where they're coming yeah. from. And, and a lot of people are saying <laughs> Canberra's got an easy run home, right? They've got Newcastle, who I can see them losing to. I'm tipping them, but I could see them losing to. They could lose to Manly. They'll beat the Tigers. But here's the thing as well. I'm tipping, I did the ladder predictor, I'm tipping Canberra to win all three of those games. They're still not going to make the fucking eight because <laughs> Souths, Parra and Brisbane all just need to win one more game and they're safe. The Roosters, I get it. And here's the argument from people. 
oh, but they've got, well, they've got the Tigers this week. They're fine. But then, oh, they've got Souths. Then they've got Melbourne. There is a very good chance the Roosters win both of those games. Like, anyway, the camera not making the fucking top eight. I'm, I'm sorry. They're just not. <laughs> they are not making the top eight. Get off your, oh, I don't want to see the same teams in the eight. I don't want to see the Roosters. Blah, blah, paper bag, so this, that, the other. Canberra <laughs> aren't making the top eight. Fuck. That's Who's good. Who's heading you putting a paper bag on? I like it. No, the, 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 the oh, paper yeah, bag, yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I'm sounding like Ricky Stewart because I'm blowing up, but Canberra are just not making the top eight. It's just not happening. No, Sorry. Neil, nada. Get your pipe dreams and fuck them off because it's just not happening. <laughs> Tip based off what you really think, not what your heart says. Get into it, son. Fuck. I like it. Anyway, <laughs> this, this is a great Oliver. See, we've no, just, the best of you. And, and you know what? I, I hate this because Canberra, because of this, are going to be on my list at the end of the year when we do the Christmas show of teams I hate. But they're just a victim of circumstance because I don't actually hate them, but I hate all this fucking shit. And there's always one team each year. There's one team each year that's no chance of making the top eight. But people still make top still, four this but, year. Yeah, but, pe- but people still Mitchell seem to, to tickle four, their balls because oh, we don't want some team who's actually going to make the eight and is actually a good team to make the eight because they always make the eight because they're usually good. Oh, well, no, we want the, we want this yeah, fucking yeah. shit team to make the top eight because they're shit anyway. And if they make the top eight, they'll be out straight away. But no, we want them to make it. I, I apologise, all in advance that I again the, did the not. The Christmas show is going to be great. We I did not. I, I should have. I did it. It's twice in a row. We've had a world-class rant, and I have not put the camera up. And I apologise for that right now, because that deserved a camera. Just admit your fucking defeat, can't, like, seriously. I can't wait and it's not them, the it's the fans. It's, it's going to be fans. that, and then you'll get into the Parramatta Sharks debate that we had. Oh, fuck, there's going to be some good I was right. talking points. And then I'll get to the Warriors and how they they. <laughs> I'll be honest, from yeah. our and first didn't impressions... Get ripped into didn't we get ripped into like, well? lots fuck right? Me. Start, like, yeah. like, I think we... Day, well, speaking of camera... We're wrong about premiers here. I think... All the three of us had Canberra between about 9th and 11th. We we hold ourselves accountable. We'll pull everything apart and we'll tell you where we fucked up and where we we went all right. But But what else are we fucking supposed to talk about in this stupid game? Uh, Monet's best game in first grade. Strong running game. Good ball playing. What, eight tackle busts, three tries, try assists, three points. I gave Papali'i two. I thought he was tremendous in the middle for Canberra and probably the big reason why they got the win and Fogarty won. I'm good with that. Um... Yeah, like there's there is like the the tiny sparkly semblance of a good spine for Canberra, but it's a it's a big very young spine. spine, and it's um yeah, it's very um up and down. Was Foggy so. always that good a kicker, by the way? Goal kicker, yeah, yeah. he was pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who, who I don't think was he the main goal kicker last year? I think yeah, he, was. Yeah, he was until Sexton. Um, Sexton took over. There, yeah. AJ might have kicked for a couple of geek games in the middle. Well, speaking of which, forty four twenty four. Here we are. Saw this coming. They lifted themselves mightily off the 16th rung and the body flopped onto the 15th rung like a like Sammy the Mud Skipper from Ren and Stimpy. Uh, some stats barn and we'll let him have his moment in the sun so we can go home. Seven tries to four, seven out of seven conversions, played four out of four and one out of one penalty attempt for the Titans. 80% completion for the Titans, played 55% for Manly. 33 it's out of 41 mud skipper, by the way, you geeks. 19 out of 34. <laughs> <laughs> 550 plus running metres for the Titans. Five line breaks from both teams. 36 tackle busts to 42. 13 offloads to seven. Four forced dropouts to three. 266 tackles made by the Titans. 267 made by Manly. Three ruck infringements against Manly. One inside the 10 against the Titans. Four penalties conceded to six. Eight errors to 17 from Manly. And a sin bin for Manly, which... 
only got a fine. <laughs> and Tapao's fucking clothesline was much worse. But anyway, we move on. <laughs> Firma with 31 tackles. Jake with 38. Kelly with 175 running metres. Garrick with 138. AJ missed five tackles, made 22. Kelly missed four and made 14. Foran missed five and made nine. Supercoach... AJ Brimson with 111 Supercoach points. Firma with 93. Dave Fafita with 85. And Garrick with 81. I, I want to start this off by saying a big reason as to why the Titans won is because Manly were fucking shit. Yes. Like, they were they were horrible. I don't want to downplay that at all. They can't win in a game this year. They were They're horrible. Done, they were dusted. horrible. Put a fork in them. And I'll be very, this week. I would be very, very surprised. I hope they beat Canberra. <laughs> November 1 can't come fast enough for Manly. Yeah. I reckon they're going to offload eight blokes. I well, wasn't they? Get I heard something. Remember yeah. last year when Manly lost their first three Schuster's games in a row? And Old Clark to be lucky to be there. But she'd be a tremendous yeah. pickup for someone. Probably like, I don't know, Newcastle. Um, who else? LOE probably wants to mow the lawns outside of Leichhardt again. And whoever else. But anyway. But when Manly lost their first three last year and it seemed like Desi might have been getting sacked and then they randomly re-signed him, wasn't there that thing, there was that talk of a clause where if Manly don't make no, the he's eight, he, he can... He oh, year. okay. But there was, at one point, wasn't there a clause where he could walk if they didn't make the eight or something? I don't know. No, no, they, so they anyway, or, or they could have sacked him. The clause him. was that if he didn't doesn't make the eight this year, right. the, if he made the eight, there was an automatic... Renewal, okay. Yeah, I knew there was... He's got next year. Yeah, I knew there was some... There was some... He might off just going away. He's um, still got one year to go. Well, also, this is a a tip to a certain team out there. If you don't want to get dudded on full time, maybe beat a team by 20 points, and then you won't have to worry about it. Don't talk to no. the dragons. Was that the game before? Or no, what? I'm talking about a certain <laughs> game. People, I'm talking about a certain game. People still oh, won't shut up as about from a couple. Actually, blowing soft whistles everywhere. Go and fuck yourself, <laughs> up, honestly. <laughs> fuck you, you piece okay, of shit. Look, fucking soft. Honestly, this gentleman never... would not be complaining as much if his team actually were further than two Ten points in in, in, in front. Yeah, yeah. grumpy mood tonight. Sorry. See, well, well, here's the thing. See, the, the and see, this is Life's a big difference right. between the Titans and Tigers when the Titans do win their odd game. But by 20 points, don't even worry about getting done yeah, by Yeah, we referees. only beat Brisbane by 20. <laughs> da, 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 yeah, no, that was, what, three weeks ago? Who cares? This anyway, is going to be the most en- entertaining part of the show for the next three weeks. Give me my moment of abusing yeah, each other over the wooden spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe Teddy declared at that time. You know what? Part of me, to, to be honest, and I obviously don't want my team to win the spoon, right? But part of me goes, hmm. Oh, that might do. Do I it. do I want the Titans to win the spoon, or like what's worse, the Titans winning the spoon, or the Tigers winning it? And every time I speak to a fucking Tigers fan, they go, "Oh, well, you Blake should have won it if we did fucking get robbed against the Cowboys." <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I don't know what I prefer to be honest. I know you've admitted defeat by now, but there's unfortunately, and I'll get to it you the end later this year. Be? I know too many Tigers fans. My disappointment like, would be when five blokes don't spend <laughs> semi wooden spoons. I want that. I hope if I get the spoon, I hope people turn up and just and you can cook pile spoons and you can cook all your delicious sauces and foods with the wooden spoons. My my, uh, prize-winning potato salad. But anyway, um, actually, um, speaking about this game, I thought, like, I don't think AJ's been bad at all really this year. But when the the Titans win, he has pretty much consistently, I know Tino's been up there all year too, and he obviously didn't play in this game. But when the Titans win, it always seems to be AJ. He's their biggest attacking threat by a mile. And, you know, I've I've been really looking forward to him, Wayne, because, again, he's had a really good year. Both firmer to be one of the the 
key members of a winning team for a week. And, and he was as well. And it was great to see Firma just absolutely dominate. The old um, 1.25 million player wasn't horrible either. That try he scored, I watched it. I thought he was going to get tackled and nearly had a heart attack when he went all the way over it and scored. I thought no, he was he still knew. at Brisbane. Because you know what he didn't do? And lots of forwards do it. He didn't, he just goes, I just, I'm fucking got 20 kilos in your yeah. geek. Tackle me. Yeah, lots d- of how many, to the how many forwards and, yeah. and back rows do we see that just go, oh, I'll just throw a wicked pass here and yeah. up fall over the line. And again, Manly, Even if you Manly tackle me, you're going to slide yeah. for me. Anyway. And on. the way Manly were playing too, they'll, they'll never get a tackle. Also, he's a ball hog. Um, and, and also, other than those two, I've, I've really liked what I've seen from Lee for the, the past few weeks. He yeah. was like one of one of the signings, the, well, probably the big signing for the Titans this year comparatively. I think sort of the last few weeks is where he, he's come in and made his mark. And that's pretty much it. I'm a relatively happy you know, Titan supporter. You, you know, the thing, the thing oh, is... No, sorry, no. sorry, to, uh, just one more thing. I remember saying on the show last week, don't know if it was the, pre- I think it was the previous show, I was tipping Manly, but I just had that weird, stupid feeling. You did say that. I just had that weird feeling, and maybe I should just have it a bit more. Maybe, maybe it's faith or something. Like, maybe it's actually supporting my team. Who knows? Just rub but that I just tingle, had that, Ollie. I just had that weird. Rub that tingle. <laughs> my juices were titulated, one could say. Caress the tingle. Mm. Anyway, yes. um... What, the, the thing is, you say what you can say about the Titans versus Newcastle and the Tigers, and even teams above them, is they have points in them. That's never been yeah, the concern. They have strike. They just wouldn't know how to tackle the, the fucking. Is, yeah. They, they just usually can't outscore a team. Either. And it wasn't like this just, game no, as so well. you can't yeah. and you can't set yourself to. How many times do we see they lead by twenty and 100%. get run down? It, it, it's not like it's not that. usually consistent and, and, uh, back and forth. Oh, thing. They're up they're twenty just... nil. Oh, they scored three tries. We're fucked now. What do we yeah. do? Oh, they scored four. Who'd have thought? Yeah. Um, so they, they've they've and oh, to me, end of the day, you've got, your whole idea is to score more points than the other team. Yeah. And the basis is there. I, I get more worried about teams that we've talked about. And if you've listened to the show long enough, you'd know teams that can't score points worry me more than teams that can. It's because Obviously, there's work to do, and there's work to do here. Um, but they're heading in the right direction. They'll be fine next year, whatever. They'll finish a cosy 14. Well, I feel like the Titans um, and Tigers <laughs> will still be around the... Of course they will. Like, the same, but they'll be be, both be a bit better, I think. Yeah, um, and you've got the Dolphins yeah. to beat up, and Newcastle. That's true. Well, the, Dol- <laughs> the Dol- I keep forgetting about the Dolphins, but um, you know what? And I, I'll put it this way, bringing it back to how bad Manly were as well. But, but We've been talking. The, Can the, we just, like, get this off the table? Um, yeah, they all sucked except for... All of them. Yeah. Um, oh, Brad Parker was good. There you go. Well, th- you know what? The Tigers probably would have beat Manly this week with that. Before. Like, it's not. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Fun. Newcastle. I thought Manly were okay for 20, 30 minutes. Um, but for a team with their season on the line, their commitment had to be questioned in this one. Um, they just did not seem to put in an effort after about 30 minutes in this game. And it coincided with DCE's intercept pass that he threw for Kelly to run away and score down the other end. Even he's been awful. And he's been awful. Seemed awful. to fuck with his head badly for the rest of the game. They can't he be happy. I reckon there's, what he was there's doing. six folks in that room. Yeah. They just don't talk to the rest of them and they're obliged to go out and do this. And that's Dead set looking that way at the moment. Um, Jolliffe was like the worst possible start to a game, knocking on <laughs> off the kickoff. <laughs> and then six oh, minutes later, sank. he scores the yeah. first try of the game. Um, and shout out to Trent, who we should have got on this week. We need to get him on. Um, uh, 81 yeah, to 1 or whatever Jolliff. it was. Yeah, first try scorer. Yeah. <laughs> and that was all set off. Uh, set up off Wallace's. Uh, it was a beautiful run, actually. Yeah. They'd run on the outline and then the offload to, to Jolliffe to score that first try. But, um, yeah, their, their execution was... Horrible for half an hour after that 
intercept pass that DCE threw. And the Titans got on a roll through the middle of the field and they absolutely belted Manly in and around that uh, the ruck there. And they, they were cruising through the middle of the field. And then AJ just started carving up the edges of the ruck. He, the, the, run, <laughs> the, the runs he was making were just brilliant. Like, just watching him, I was like, holy it's shit. Like he's this a state is, of origin Like, football. holy shit, this is like... He's fast and got footwork. This is an excellent <laughs> player. He's really entertaining to watch. Uh, and he, like, he was carving them. And then the, you had Fermor and Fafita both running really strong lines yeah. on the edges of the ruck. And it yeah, absolutely fantastic. caused problems for Manly. Mo. Yeah, the best Mo game was in good. Three months. Yeah, he was actually good through the middle of the field. Um, and he ball played Andy Wren. Manly only seemed to sort of up the tempo. They were playing really flat for a long part of this game. And they only seemed to, when they were pretty much out of the game, they went, oh, fuck, we're, maybe we should have a crack and see if we can win this game. <laughs> <laughs> then they put on about 20 minutes there and then targeted the Titans' fucking edges that have been missing tackles all year. <laughs> And they scored a couple of tries. Parker, par- Parker, that. Parker's try right. He he that that was like the the worst try <laughs> celebrate. He looked defeated. He looked like Tamanu like, Tahu when he's like. <laughs> that's he, how he, bad their edge man is. He looked like he like like got worse. Up, like, and he got went, Oh, we're done now. Yeah, like he, his like, mood got worse after he used he scored, to hold like, like a star. And yeah. it's like yeah. And yeah, Jolifan Moe set the tempo through the middle of the field. Um, I thought they were good. Tapao and Olakawatu were, were okay for Manly. Jake and Garrick were probably the really only two that you would mention out of that team. Furmore, as I mentioned, Fafita and AJ were just the best on the ground by a long way. And they get my 3-2-1, AJ 3, AJ, Furmore yep. with 2, and then Fafita with the 1. Done. Let's get to uh, some... Uh, oh, I forgot the mailbag questions. Sorry, nah, they're all boring. Sorry, Dan. Good till later. I haven't done me... Pot plant, yeah. Have any? Do you want me to pause? Yeah, you think about it. Give me two minutes. All right. Uh, Peanut, let's just talk about Peanut for a week. Let Barney smother. But um, no, you do what you do. I'll do what I do. Boo. And um, (laughs) Peanut of the Week, you got one for us? We'll bring it back because I've got got several. But you know, well, I'll just, like, honestly, there are still, and I'm baffled by it, there are literally so many people who are convinced Canberra will make the yeah. eight. Like, yeah, well, it's not just one. It's, it's... Yeah, well, like... Yeah, <laughs> like, how, social like, at this it, point, how? Like, yeah. uh, and I guarantee 90%, 10% of them are Canberra fans, 90% of them don't want the Roosters to make the eight. Yeah, well, you know, we used to live in a world where there's yeah. no social media and idiots used to just shout at walls. Now they <laughs> have to shout at us, which is the biggest <laughs> issue. Uh, and also, it's like worse than religion these days, the cancer that grows on social media. But no, my peanuts of the week are the fucking Go idiots that ahead. came out and bagged Julie Robinson on oh social media. Oh, my God. What pieces of fucking human excrement you have to be to even think that way. Um, a fine, athletic-looking lady. Yeah. Um, very good. Uh, and a good quality rugby league player. To cop that shit in a, in a growing, entertaining sport, what a load of horseshit. Like, what sort of humans are And why would you think... what? You're posting this on there with your names and yeah. heads on it, you fat fucking well, I was going to say, you know what, all places. of them, to be Honestly. honest, pro- probably don't look too dissimilar to us as sitting at home with exactly. their fucking Cheeto dust on their fingers that they're getting on their screen typing like if it. If you walk like, in there to arm wrestle, they'd fucking go right under the bed. But she, like, she could, I think she could, without any weaponry, destroy all of them, to be honest. I'm just fantastic. Keep like, doing it. It's uh, and well. On her part, I know it comes and out well of a bit of a, a and negative. I've seen the Broncos club as a whole come out and condemn yeah. it and all, but they should be barred yeah. from. Mem- they should just be burned out of the club because it's disgust. It is yeah. disgusting and beyond disgusting. Yeah, it, it, it's a stuff, it's a bit of a, a weird segue for it. But NRLW is back this week for it season twenty twenty two. Have you got any insight, Ollie? Well, the, 
the Titans were pretty good last year. I the hope Tigers they can this one or is this next year? Next year. Next year. Are the new to any new teams in? No, it, they're the all same. coming in twenty in twenty twenty three. But um, okay. look, Brisbane would probably still have to be odds on favourite as they, the team's not really yeah, changed yeah. too much other than Millie Boyle's gone to Newcastle. Newcastle. Hmm. So um, yeah, she'll uh, she'll, she'll well. set she'll set the standard for Adam Elliott to try and meet next year and. We'll see if he can meet it. Hopefully, Adam O'Brien doesn't have too much to do with um, the Newcastle women's team. Well, my pop plan of the week this week is uh, the alleged weak gutted dog, Jamin Seven. Seems he's not very good at football either, so he can have pop. You know, both Panthers halves can be the pop plans this week because I'm pretty sure both of them together would have combined for more points. Oliver, you got a pop plan? I'm going to pop plant Parramatta because they showed up to the game against Souths, and that was about it. Oh, mine's Josh Alloyer. Considering I've given him quite a few raps during the year, he, he seemed to do sweet fuck all. I think he had about eight runs for 80 metres, missed five tackles and made 10 or 12. That's out of your premier front rower in your team. That's, uh, that's really... When Josh Alloyer's your premier front rower in your team, there's issues. But uh, that, that, He's been their uh, best front rower all year. <laughs> the, it was man, a very we, poor There needs to be some team. legal... I need to speak to Libra representation for the Christmas show, but... That's that, that's six. Yes, yes. We There's no way that those six are playing for Manly next year. Like I cannot envisage it anyway. Yeah. She'll still be in England. Um, speaking of England, Ryan James. Speaking of England, your mate Kevin Proctor. He, he couldn't even. To England, they, so they, he's they, they all rejected and him. Ryan James is retiring from NRL this year. Apparently, he's going to play like. France, second division. Actually, I just found another one. Moses Mboy. Oh, (laughs) as for him, eighty minutes of football. He had one run. For 11 metres, one error, missed three tackles and made seven. No, that. He got like, cr- the I didn't it. Also, he got caught in the fifth <laughs> twice and then another time they should have scored, he's tried to kick inside and God knows what. Anyway, yes, we know. You got a slap of the week, Oliver. Well, I'm going to – look, my, my, my slap and my pot plant can really be interchanged, but I've got to slap Manly. But Parra and Manly, just two absolutely fucking abysmal performances. Like, just horrible. You got a slap bun? Yeah, dude, it's Wonga Blake. Like, and then <laughs> you just need to start slapping him towards the fucking <laughs> sideline. Someone, someone should have done it when he, when he started questioning. Do you remember the old Dungeon went? Keeper game? We come here, get back in your box. The, the bloke who's in the centre just needs to start slapping the motherfucker towards the sideline because he's off his wing so many fucking times. It's not funny. And they just... They just score tries down there constantly. And the bloke's 10 or 15 metres in field. Happens week after week. Like, seriously, how do you not know to fucking get on your wing by now? I'm just going to slap Andre Ponga. Yes, it absolutely. Me. And then, you know, the whole Newcastle. The whole of Newcastle. Uh, yeah, the whole of Newcastle. What about it's like a bit of a break? To, oh, he just bought a house. So he's he was yeah, a bit under the weather. By the way, <laughs> you heard that Adam O'Brien was assistant coach in four grand finals. He's mm. on. He's only on one point two million dollars. He just. Yeah. I'll get it. We should start calling Bragg Castle. Bragg Castle. Bragg and Bragg. <laughs> <they're fucking four. laughs> they're worse than para. They're even shitter than para, but they're more egotistical. All right, finish on good one, as they say, Barn. Give us a Tohu salute. Harris. He oh. was fucking oh. tremendous. He has been. Oh. I think he's led the defense in the oh. in the running meters for the last two or three weeks for the Warriors, and he's it. back to his best. I love it. Yeah. I've got to get the serious one in there, Paul Green. Like it, it's absolutely shocking to hear the way he went, but also like Have we, 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 we we haven't done a show since. No, well we we said on the podcast. Yeah, well, we all all three of us. Yeah, salute. Yeah, and I think I said absolutely. on the podcast as well that I thought he'd probably end up being 
the Titans' next coach, and I thought I'd, I didn't necessarily say he was going to take them to the stars or whatever, but I thought it'd probably be there and it'd be a bit of an improvement. I, I know that it's weird, but that sort of thing, it's like no, I, apparently it, Bennett had, had came oh, this week yeah, and said possibly that he was, like, he was, he was but, due to sign a contract. But it was weird. It was just sort of in my head. I was like, okay, Holbrook will get sacked and Paul Green will be there. It's obviously not the way I thought, and I go, oh shit, like someone who I thought. Sorry, I didn't realize we didn't touch on that. Yeah, just, was yeah, going to be doing this in the future, on like. That, and, um, you may as well chuck Just, Nico yeah. in there as well. I thought he spoke really well um, and yeah. from the heart. Obviously, from the Sharks towards Paul Green, and, yeah. and he was a massive influence at the Sharks. And uh, he was a fantastic player for such a small, small guy. Like he, <laughs> it was many times he got ragdolled around the field, but he was full of commitment and heart, and he did so many good things on and off the field. He's definitely going to be missed. And it, just what it was obviously heartbreaking seeing what I don't know if you guys have seen it what Jonathan Thurston was saying about yeah. him but as someone who was tough to a lot of people to. think possibly the best player in a generation a lot of people say right he he sort of carried the Cowboys to that premiership if he he feels so strongly about the, this bloke who was his head coach like he, he he was the coach who was probably able to give JT the confidence to actually reach well he was around he was in the Queensland setup for that whole sort yeah, of run, and yeah. he, he was also an assistant at the Roosters in 2013 when they won the comp. But he, he never mentioned it because he never had to because he, he coached the team to a, a premiership. But, um, yeah, it's just – it's one yeah, of those weird cool. ones you don't Very imagine. Cool. I, I didn't – sorry. Yeah. It feels like it was so long ago. Yeah. I it, well, should have opened with that and I – And, yeah, obviously anyone out there, if, you, if you're in need, mate, like, you mm-hmm. can always send us a message. Out. Right. All of us guys would be more mm-hmm. than happy to talk to you if you if you need someone to talk to. Reach out because we'd rather have you here and, you know, with your troubles than – Absolutely, not have you around. So. No, can't. And it's all it, as has been said a hundred times over. It's a thousand, a million times over. It's always the ones you least expect uh, or yeah. don't know. But if there is something in you that's not, you know, not quite right, shoot the face. Like we said, shoot the Instagram, Facebook, a message. Right? Hey, there's no one keener for a beer and a chat than us. Don't worry. You about just that. need to we'll, give us an excuse. Life will find a way. We'll find a way to get down and listen. So you know, get involved. But pass on to your friends and everything else. We've. Barney posted this week, you you would support a mental health round. I, Absolutely. Uh, and it should be this this round just gone. Um, yeah. it, it, it just makes complete sense. Like, there's a, there is a petition out there that, um, it, you know, to, to to the NRL to make this round a mental health round. And, and as Nico said, mate, it, it, it's Are You OK Day. I think it's only about a week away yeah, now. Yeah, oh, that'd be perfect. Are You OK round. Every like, yeah, it's every yeah. day. Like if you notice anything off with your mates, you know, have yeah. that deeper conversation. They're not probably going to come and spill it out to you, but give them a push. You know, and make sure that all, and especially like the okay. twenty-three of us. Uh, not so much Ollie because you know you live the life of luxury, but um, <laughs> we've all you and I. We know we've been at the bottom of the barrel. We've been through the ringers at times. Absolutely, and, um, mate. I've had to reach out more times than I can think of. So. In in a lot of ways, to be honest, stuff like doing this is is given us strength and. Ollie, I know you know you can speak for yourself in in those sort of ways as well. But it's um, you know, I, I've been, for those that can they can go Google sort of Violet Shield and those sort of things. But I've been pushing for years to do a men's mental health um, charity day, and unfortunately, COVID crawled the plans on the first couple. But here we are, and I think it's it's time to really, particularly men's mental health gets a rough a rough. It's just that stigma, mate. You know, so. you're meant to be tough, and you're meant to just carry on and carry everybody else's burdens as well as your own. And suffering yeah, silence. It, gets, it does get too hard sometimes, and you know, there's nothing better than leaning on a mate. Absolutely. But, but what you were saying as well, and it's, I guess it's kind of that because this is someone that we we sort of give give it to it, but most weeks. But someone who's actually been a big proponent for the mental health round has come out really, Braith and Asta. Mm-hmm. So hmm. I think 
So I'll give Braith a little salute this week. We used to have a segment named after him, but like. Actually, I want to give him good, a little. Good. Imagine the crap. That he's, he's, he's I'm not bringing myself to career, salute him, you know, but he, um, he's, he's his better. hosting's been inoffensive. So there you go. It's as nice. <laughs> as he but good so, on him for. But I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. Um, and uh, it seems like a bit of a shadow to follow that because I concur with it all, and we're going to go and have a nice group hug in a minute. Yeah. But uh, Sam Vrills gets my salute because I think someone should salute him, and I'm glad he's got a bit of a nice gig next year and. Mm. Might be and a winning team, winning team, but he's <laughs> playing great footy. And uh, you identified that in an hour ago, and I concur. So, good stuff there. Um, <coughs> yeah, reach out, boys, be good to each other. Absolutely, uh, let's end on this note and uh, we'll, we'll come back and preview a big week of footy up soon. Uh, get to rugbyleaguemerch.com and buy some stuff and uh, subscribe to all the socials. Ollie's now, you know doing his work and getting some stuff out more regularly. Leave us some questions, do all that sort of good stuff. Leave us some feedback on Google and Spotify. It helps out to get all those sort of algorithm shitty stuff up. And I'll even bring the camera next week. That might help YouTube too. But be good, guys. Talk soon. Bye.